Welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. Wise Guys is your home to interact with the worldwide community of BYU fans in a variety of ways. We're your hosts, Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler. What you're about to hear is the audio recording from our weekly live broadcast. We invite you to join us for the show live every week to chat with us and with other BYU fans. You can find the schedule and watch live at wiseguys.com. That's ysguys.com. Thanks for listening and go Cougs. It is Tuesday, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Welcome to the Wise Guys. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler. You have found the number one BYU sports live stream talk show in the entire world. And we are so happy to have you. We welcome everybody on our live stream to identify where you're watching and listening from tonight. School's out for the holiday for most places. So it's kind of like Thanksgiving already. Uh, We got football throughout the week and weekend. Uh, this is one of the great weeks of the year. Well, and, and we always recognize the very first person to chime in every week. So Mark Actual um, is the first, saying the best night of the week. Neil Jones is, is second in from Tucson. I'd love to have you in with us. Uh, Kay Porter, who's here every week. Um, uh, and then uh, sports, uh, yeah, the sports addict, BYU sports addict ever not here from Farmington, Utah. Always Dr. here. Ketch Dr. Ketch. Vegas. She Vegas never survived. misses down in Vegas, right? They survived Formula One, which looked awesome Bruce, on television. Bruce Myler in the house from Sandy. Hey, be sure to follow us on YouTube. We're going to put the link in the chat here for you. Um, hit subscribe, um, and uh, it's free, right? All of this stuff is free. Uh, we, we're also live on Facebook, Twitch, and, and YSGuys.com. That's where you need to go to YSGuys.com, YSGuys.com. That's home Because that's home base. Everything is there that you need. Um, if you subscribe at wiseguys.com, you get our weekly email, which has highlights from the show, all of our past interviews, all of that kind of stuff is available out there. And we were just, we were just, we had Wally Joyner on last week, which was amazingly fun. One of our best interviews. To, to have so much fun with Wally. But then we got to think back. We've had Steve Young on the show and Marie Osmond on the show, Sherry Do on the show. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. If you go to the site, You'll be able to kind of scroll through all those past interviews, and you, you can, just hit a button, and there yeah, it is. And there it is, and there it is for you. So, so make sure you go to. That's the home base for everything. Howard so. from Alaska is in with us tonight. Howard, good to have you here. Our folks from Hawaii are checking in as well as we comb the globe here on Wise Guys. And we we'll remind you of our big announcement beginning December fourth. That's in two weeks. Wise Guys is moving to Monday night. It's going to stay there, too. Uh, Big 12 basketball is going to be on Saturdays and Tuesdays. We're calling most of the games. So, you know what? We're kind of busy on Tuesday. We're shifting the whole operation to Monday. But we belong on Monday night. That's family night. So, wise guys, 6 p.m. Mountain, December 4th. Please tell your friends. Uh, Hey, Glenn from the Philippines. Good to have you with us. Uh, Michael from Beaumont, Texas. Tell your friends. Change your life. uh, Whatever you got to do. Uh, we're moving to Monday nights, two weeks from tonight. And it's appropriate this family night because everybody that uh, comes and joins us on wiseguys.com, you're part of the Wise Guys family. That's right. right. So, That's right. And, and we're uh, all here for free. We appreciate you subscribing yep. uh, and helping us grow this show. We have a huge, we've, we're calling this the Wise Guys Thanksgiving special because, it's, well, it's Tuesday it's Thanksgiving before week. Thanksgiving. Right. And we have all kinds of things going on. We're going to recap Oklahoma, what we saw in that game that gives us hope for Saturday at mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. Yeah, and yeah, well, we and we talked about if you had a chance to watch after further review just a minute ago. Yeah, that just ended. That uh, was a really good ago. one too. By we, the way, we had a really good chance to break down some things, some things they did wrong, but there was a lot more good from that game um, than they've had in recent weeks. That gives us some confidence that they could go in to Stillwater and steal one from Oklahoma State. Hey, Would, why not? Wouldn't that be something? 
Um, BYU-Oklahoma State preview, Kalani Sataki, um, alumni chair, Brett Starr. I don't know if we're going to play Kalani. Are we not? We may not. Let's just see if we have we'll time have to decide because there's so much. But um, but alumni chair, Brett Stallings in Stillwater. He's going to join us He's live. He's going to join us, which will be really, really fun to talk about what that environment's going to be like and what to look forward there. Women's soccer, they're in the Elite Eight at Friday night at Southfield. We'll talk about that matchup. Hey, Mark D. Ogletree Mark is D. in the house. His son that played like middle linebacker. General authority when we say It really D. does. And... Uh, and Jaron Hall wrote in Utah Valley Magazine that he was Jaron Hall's favorite BYU professor. That's right. Nothing else. That qualifies him that, to be on the show. Immediately you can be on the show with but, that. But uh, we've got a great conversation coming up with him. We're saying this now because we can talk about him. We're not talking behind his back because he's staring right at us. That's right. But we'll butter him up here he's and then the, when he comes on, he'll be in a good He's in the green mood. room. <laughs> but what car is that carpet again? Uh, it looks like it's brown. Because I'm colorblind, so I call it the green room, and <laughs> and, and that's okay. Everybody's like, okay, because in, in show business, there's always a green room. Like over in studios, we have a green room. Yeah. So that's our green room. Even though the carpet is brown, I don't know the difference, so we're calling it the green room. And Mark D. Ogletree is in the green room. Scott Warner is going to join us. He'll be live with us. He's the founder of Gig and also one of our new partners with yeah. Wise Guys. And, uh, you know, if you've seen us on Instagram, there's an Air Jordan giveaway with Wise Guys. We'll see how that's going yep. with Scott. That's coming up a bit. Yep. And then my favorite Broadway star, Libby Lloyd, is going to join us in the last hour. Um, former Cougarette, um, current Broadway star, um, just finished an 18-month run uh, in Moulin Rouge, playing one of the leading roles there. And they're in town. She and Dallas are in town for Thanksgiving. And you and I were talking. We thought, well, let's. She's she's a BYU alum. She's a three-time national champ with the Cougarettes. She's got lots of ties to the show. We're going to bring her on. And there'll we, be some singing. We're going to try to do something. We we've had one other live music on this show, but it was a single instrument. Yeah. It was yeah, Caleb Chapman who played the saxophone. We've had some music, but we're going to. We're going to go out on a limb and see if we can make this thing work. We're actually We're going, going to do a couple level. of live songs for Blaine you. Blaine likes to sing on this show, and now tonight he gets to officially sing. Yeah, I, and I brought the guitar. Libby. Libby and I will do a duet, and then uh, and then I, I convinced Libby to do to send us into the Christmas. Yeah, it's a holiday song. It's a holiday season. Send us into Thanksgiving and Christmas with a little holiday song that I'll accompany her on before we, we set her loose. So that's all ahead and much, much more. Jonathan's in from Henderson, Nevada. Jonathan, happy pre-Thanksgiving, and good to have you on The Wise Guys tonight. Uh, okay. Oklahoma comes in ranked number 14. Quarterbacks ranked number one in every category in the Big 12. They win at 31-24. They leave with their tail between their legs. Their quarterback hurts. And uh, had it not been for three turnovers for 21 points, BYU wins that game. I think we're all convinced of that. Uh, but Aiden Robbins showed us that he can move when he gets the football running downhill. 22 carries, 182 yards, 8.3 yards per carry against Oklahoma. <coughs> And we think, well, you should be doing that all season long. We had broken ribs. You yeah. can't do anything with broken ribs. And you can't even sneeze kinda, with broken I ribs. I kind of hate the fact that, that BYU at the beginning of the season kept that a big secret because everybody thought that L.J. Martin just replaced him. And we were scratching our heads going, man, what happened to this dude? This is the guy. This can't be the guy in film we watched rush for 1,000 yards last, last year at UNLV. And then about five weeks later, we find out, well, he cracked three ribs. Couldn't tie his shoes. Couldn't, couldn't bend over, couldn't breathe. And we're just like, oh, man. And he tried to play. And then they put LJ in, and it's not, you know, LJ's going to be a great player. But Aiden, 100% healthy, he looked like the dude we saw in the film. 
He looked good. Um, and and this offensive line, I feel like in the run game, they've been solid in pass protection most of the year. In the run game, that's the most solid football game they've had all year long where they block. They open big holes against an Oklahoma front that's big and physical. And they protect the quarterback, Jake Retzlaff, 15 of 26. Had an interception that was costly. And then uh, a couple of fumbles, both costly. He also threw two touchdowns. He's learning on the job as a junior college transfer. He has gotten a little bit better each week with the exception of protecting the football, and he's got to do that in Stillwater for BYU to have a chance. Yep. He's got to take care of the ball. Number one, uh, um, we had, when we had Steve Young on, um, well, actually this is when Steve and I were just talking off the air, and we were talking about what advice he gives to new quarterbacks that are playing. And, and he talks about the fact that you can't go win a game on one play. So you don't go just try to play outside yourself and win a game on one play. But you can lose a game on one play. Yeah. If, if you're the quarterback. Because a, a terminal turnover, a pick six, a scoop and score, you put the ball on the ground, can lose a game. And so he always encourages young guys to not go out and play you know tight, but to say, listen, manage the game. Don't go try to win the game on one play. Take care of the football. Take a sack if you have to. But, but don't lose the game on one play. And, uh, man, we could go back and look at that game last if week. If there was one play, yeah, that was oh it. Oh, my gosh. If there was an example that that pick six, that goes from BYU with Oklahoma on their heels, ahead by seven, with a freshman quarterback. And I get that this quarterback was the national player of the year the year before. Doesn't matter. Still a freshman. Yeah. In there feeling like he might have to do something to win the game on one play likely to turn it over and put him in a bad position. He's the happiest guy in the stadium when BYU threw a pick six because they went from certainly down by seven to up by seven. And then he knew that all he had to do was manage the football and not not turn it over. Not give it back. And and they they could win this thing. BYU had other chances, but that was such an amazing flip on one play and momentum. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma went from on their heels to on the the balls of their feet. and, And then... It was like having a stomach full of sugar one minute and then a stomach ache because you had a stomach full of sugar yeah, in a matter yeah. of seconds. And so, so rarely do we pin a game on one play, but that, but that one, one play back as a touchdown probably changes that game. And then there's, there's others. The, the fumbles hurt. Uh, defense had a chance to get a couple stops and couldn't. When the defense did get a stop, the offense had a chance to go down and score and tie it up and couldn't. So there were other opportunities, but that that just seemed to change the trajectory of the game. John, by the way, on the live stream tonight, my son and I were just watching Aiden's highlights, and the O-line was much better. We need them both on Saturday. Yes. What we did like that we saw last weekend was BYU rushed for a season-high 217 yards. They were 5 of 14 on third downs, but when you throw in, they were 3 of 3 on fourth downs. Uh, they just looked better in a number of phases, and that's why, as we finished AFR tonight, you're like, well, you know what? They got a chance on yeah. Saturday. If, if they can control the line of scrimmage, and, and, and let me tell you, Oklahoma State's defensive front seven are not better than Oklahoma's. O- Oklahoma State's, they're a good football team. If they win, they're going to go to the Big 12 championship game. But they're not more talented than Oklahoma. Um, and and if BYU plays the way they can play with the type of intensity and communicate the way they did, because there wasn't a bunch of free runners coming that were unblocked, they can run the ball against this Oklahoma State team. Oklahoma State's good offensively, really great throwing strong-arm quarterback that's been around the block. Senior. Tech, started at Texas Tech, was at Michigan and transferred down. A running back that may be the best running back in the entire country. 
Um, Ollie Gordon yep. at second. He's tied for the most yards in the country, and he has 15 rushing touchdowns. We watched him today and watched him last weekend against Houston. He's a beast. It's yeah, going to be a load is, to bring down. He is so good. And 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 Alan Bowman's the quarterback we're going to talk about. He's he's very, very different than Dylan Gabriel. He's a 6'4 guy. They do run some RPO stuff where he, he'll get involved in the run game a little bit, but he's not a threat. Dylan Gabriel's a threat every time he drops back. If you don't contain him, he's going to go run for a 50-yard gain or he's going to convert a third and 17. You don't really worry about Alan Bowman like just taking it and taking off and really hurting you in the run game. You have to respect him in the run game. But where he does his damage is, is throwing the ball. 2,487 passing yards this season. The one bugaboo for, for Alan Bowman has been, is it Bowman or Bowman? I think it's Bowman. Yeah. We'll the, find out on Saturday. The, the one bugaboo for him, especially in the last two games, has been the, the throwing picks. He's tried to push the ball in some spots that he shouldn't. Threw a pick six last week. He's had four picks in the last two games. Um and this is an Oklahoma State team that even though they're a win away from playing the Big 12 championship game, they've played eight quarters of football the last two weeks where they were awful for six quarters, like absolutely awful for six quarters. And they played two phenomenal quarters in the second half of last week's game. They got the crap beat. Can I say the crap beat? Yeah, you can on this show. Okay, They yeah. got the crap but remember, beat out of them. We're moving to Monday nights. So. That's true. Monday nights and family and I can probably not say crap. <laughs> but they, they got the crap beat out of them in Central Florida, 45 to 3. That, they got beat worse than BYU got beat that week yeah, by Iowa that State. That was weird. And then last week, they went down 21-7. to 7. At halftime, it was 23-16. They jumped all over, or, or um, they got jumped all over by a Houston team that's not stopped anybody. And then they ended up coming on the second half, and Gordon just played like a man possessed. And they, So they played two great quarters in the last two games. Well, so. they've got it all on the line for them at home because if they win, they're going to the Big 12 championship game. So all the motivation in the world. They're a 16-point favorite. It's at uh, 1.30 Mountain Time Saturday afternoon on ABC. Miranda, can you put our game day graphic up? Because we got a busy Saturday yes, morning. We McKenna, We have a uh, uh, busy day, 1.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m., Mountain Time for BYUSN Game Day. That's on BYU TV and ESPN+. Plus. Blaine, Brian, David, Bronson, Kafusi will be with us. Spencer and I will get you ready. Two hours of coverage from Stillwater and our BYU TV studios. And then we're back after the game on BYU TV for the postgame show. The question is, will the season be over? Or will we be talking about a bowl game when it's... When the postgame show begins. There, there's everything on the line for both of these teams. There's, yeah. there's the Big 12 championship on the line for Oklahoma State, and there's bowl eligibility on the line. And the most important thing about that bowl eligibility, it doesn't even matter which bowl it is. It's the extra practices you get with these young guys and these – think about how many new players. They started seven first-year transfer players on offense to start the season. They're their first year in the program, even though they've been at other places – how valuable would it be for those that are returning next year to have all of those extra practices to get ready for a bowl game and be that much Plus, better there's ahead. 50 bowl games, and it's lame if you're not in one yeah, of if those. You're not in I one mean, half the not, country it's qualifies. Not, it's not good. Big 12 standings as we sit today. Texas is one. Oak State, Oklahoma, Kansas State tied for second. West Virginia, Iowa State, Texas Tech tied for third. Then you go down to who's tied for 10th. BYU, Baylor, Houston, and UCF. Cincinnati's anchoring the uh, bottom. At number 14. Isn't it interesting? Cincinnati was in the college football playoff, what, three years yeah, ago? Yeah, three years ago. 
They're in last place in the Big 12 in their first year of everyday well, power and, football. And Central Florida claimed a national championship just a couple of years ago. <laughs> That's true. This is a big week for the Big 12. Let's run down the schedule real quick. Yeah, uh, Friday. So there's some great football games Friday. We were talking about it earlier today, Dave, you and I and Nixon. Um, TCU in the league, TCU at Oklahoma. TCU's crazy talented this year. I don't know. As we've had a chance to look at these teams up close, I feel like TCU may be the most, right up there with Texas is the two most talented teams in the league, yet they've, they're disappointing considering their talent. Can the talent rise up? And, and upset Oklahoma on the road. That's a really interesting game. My guess is probably not. Yes, I say not. And I guess it depends on if Dylan Gabler plays or not. But Texas Tech at Texas also on Friday. Saturday. And that's a big rivalry game. BYU-Oak State. Iowa State's at Kansas State. Kansas is at Cincinnati. West Virginia's at Baylor. And Houston is at UCF. One of the great things about this week is there's football all the time, starting with a, an NFL triple header on Thursday. And then you have the Egg Bowl in there Thursday night with the Mississippi schools. But right. let's look at the Cougs in the NFL real quick as we head into a, a week where there's almost NFL every night. Right. So Thursday, um, you know, the Lions are always going to play. So the, the Packers with Zane Anderson will be at the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. And that night, Fred Warner and the 49ers against the Seahawks. That's the NBC yeah. primetime game. Fred Warner is establishing himself like as a generational player, like the best defender in the National Football League. And if he keeps playing like this, a future Hall of Famer. How about that for the BYU grad? Yeah, she's fantastic. So Friday, the Dolphins are at the Jets. Zach Wilson has now been benched. Not only did he get benched, they said he's the third string quarterback. I think he's not even going to dress. And you know what I say? Good. Yeah. Because that is the worst organization in the history of sports. They, they don't manage anything well. I grew up there. I was a Giants fan, and and we knew the Jets were awful. They just can't get it right. That's where, when he got, when, Jack, when Zach got drafted there, I was with his dad. I was with his dad, Mike, when he did his little workout, and I just said, "Oh, please let him fall one spot to the Niners, because if he goes to the Jets, that's where people go to get ruined." Yeah, well, that's and, that's what's happening. Yeah, and, and he hasn't been great, but that's the worst offensive line in football. I'm talking <laughs> college, little league. You know. All right. Saturday, Bucks are at the Colts with Blake Freeland, or Sunday, rather. Saints with Taysom, Jamal, and Danny against Tyler Algier, the Falcons. That's four Cougars that will be playing in that football game. Yeah, that's There's not cool. many NFL games in history that have had four Cougars in the game. How about Tyler Algier was at the game the other day? Yeah, it was great put, to put see him. Put him up on the big board. That was really cool. Um, and then what about our guy Puka Nakua? Talk about generational, like, he keeps this up. He, he's going to find himself in the Pro Bowl yeah, and, he'll, and find himself breaking the all-time rookie record for, for receiving yards. The Rams are at the Cardinals on Saturday with Puka. Sione Taki Taki and the Browns are at the Broncos. Andy Reid, who will not be playing for the Chiefs. He's coaching the Chiefs there at the Raiders. Kyle Van Noy, who's had an outstanding return to football. The Ravens at the Chargers. Sunday night football. The Chargers, of course, have Michael Davis. And then Monday night, there's another game. Yeah. And how about Kyle Van Noy, right? He, he's on the show. Um, he rolls out of bed and just joins the league. Says he like, wants to skip training camp. Yeah, doesn't want to go to training camp. Tells us on this show, I just don't want to go to training camp. Get two rings, you get a skip. I'm a veteran. I'm going to have my agent just find me a gig sometime in the middle of the year. I play half a season. And he's playing and he's starting. It's like, come on. that That's talent right there. Kyrus Tonga had a big tackle in the Bears game the other day. Bears are at the Vikings. Monday night. And Jaron Hall's the backup. Right. Yeah. Dobbs gets hit, Hall's in. He's out of protocol for concussion. And uh, 
Ready to go. All right, we have a two-minute warning before Marco right. joins we'll us. Let's get so through let's, these campus headlines quick. Let's get Women's you soccer is a big deal right now. 19-2-3, um, and 9-0-3 oh, at Southfield. They play another game at Southfield. They won in the Sweet 16. Um, they defeated Michigan State 3-1 on Saturday night uh, to advance to the Elite Eight. Number one seed hosts, uh, BYU hosts number three seed North Carolina Friday night, 6 o'clock Mountain on ESPN+. Plus. Game sold out. North Carolina's been our nemesis. And now we have a chance to eliminate the Tar Heels like, and move I to like the North Final Carolina Four. on Southfield. That's, that's, that's a long a ways. It's going to be cold. So yeah. it's a long ways from Carolina. It's going to be cold. Isn't it in the 30s on Saturday? It's Friday night, but I think it, I think everything's getting cold. Oh, that's now. right. It's, it's cold fr- right now as we speak. Well, that's right. It's, Friday. It, it's supposed to be in the 30s on Friday night. Cross country, the BYU men finished third in the NCAA championships. They were ranked third most of the season. The women, a little disappointing. They finished 14th. They were ranked number three going in. Yep, yep. And then the men's basketball team. They have not been disappointing. 4-0. Like, we always say that our show, like, you know, our, our game day shows are undefeated. Like, we never lost one. Yeah. We and, should be in the college the football playoff. Yeah, we should be <laughs> in it. How about the men's basketball team 4-0 and right now? Not only 4-0, and but looking really good. And then this week on tap, they have some challenging games. They're going to play Arizona State in Las Vegas in a tournament on ESPN2. That's a 10 p.m. Mountain on Thursday. And then Friday, they're going to play either North Carolina State or Vanderbilt in that tournament, also down in Vegas. They're Depending at the Mandalay Bay events. how much there. turkey you eat, you know, I don't even know if, you can, if America's even going to be awake at 10 p.m. That's midnight for you folks on the East what, Coast. What Sorry dr- about what that. What is the drug in tryptophan? Or is it tryptophan? Tryptophan, yeah. Turkey? It just knocks you out. Yeah, it gets me. It gets uh, me. They'll play the, either North Carolina State or Vanderbilt on Friday, also on ESPN2. Had a big game the other night, beat Morgan State 93-50. to They're shooting threes, they're playing defense, they're passing the ball. Now they get to go play some teams on a neutral floor that have some names. Yep. Arizona State hasn't been great, um, but you beat those two teams, you're going to be in the top 25, yep. and there's not a guy on this planet that thought BYU basketball would be in the top 25 after six games. Preseason, they were ranked 13th of 14 in the Big 12. Yeah. And then and and on the preseason Ken Palm power rating, they were like, I don't know, sixty something, seventy something. They're fifteenth right now. Yeah. It's and been ranked as the amazing. third best team in the Big Twelve. They're playing great. Women's basketball four and they're playing uh St. Louis over in Hawaii tonight. Kaylee Woolston, the Big 12 Freshman of the Week, averaging 18.5 points. Uh, fantastic player. Uh, BYU hosts LMU. They're back from Hawaii on Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock Mountain on ESPN Plus and BYU Radio. Yeah. Hey, how about how about this women's basketball team just hammering Wake Forest? Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah, 67-44, to 44, Lauren Gustin with 13 points and 22 boards in that game. Just that's nuts. So, uh, and women's volleyball, this is a big week for women's volleyball. They're 22-6, and 11-5 in the Big 12. They're ranked 16th. Uh, Kansas beat them at the Smith Fieldhouse last yeah, Friday, was which was a shock. Yeah, was the only there. loss of the season at home. In the Big 12 standings, Texas is one, Kansas is two, a game ahead of BYU. And this week is the final week of the regular season, and it's a big week. And that loss probably lost BYU hosting... In, maybe in, in let's the, see what they I mean, do this they're week gonna be, they're ranked high enough to be in the tournament if they win they, they maybe could get one but so they'll 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 likely be in the ncaa tournament there's not oh, a for conference sure. tournament um but that kind of hurt their chances of for sure hosting at home so yeah because we'll they got west virginia on the road on wednesday at 4 p.m mountain on espn plus and then uh, tcu uh, in Fort Worth on Saturday. That's at Noon Mountain, ESPN Plus, the regular season finale. That's a tough swing because you're on yeah. the w- road yeah, on the, the road, whole week. Big road trip. But they can climb back into second. If they're in second place, I think they can get a 
couple of games in the first hopefully, round hopefully. at the Smithfield House, where they're almost unbeatable. They were right. unbeatable, and then Friday they you know, got the, beat. I was at that game, and uh, a lot of self-inflicted wounds in that one. Yeah. They just they they it don't. I'm not taking anything away from Kansas. It's a really good squad, but but BYU had some errors that cost them. Hey, our first guest tonight, as mentioned, was Jaron Hall's favorite professor at BYU, mm-hmm. which is a lot, it was pretty cool because he was here for four years, graduated, and he had a lot of professors. Uh, and I read about that in the Utah Valley Magazine. He's also an associate professor in the Department of Church History and Doctrine, been teaching at BYU since 2010. He's got a lot of other things going on, too, we'll describe in a moment. But it's our pleasure to welcome Dr. Mark Ogletree to the Wise Guys We've been waiting a long time for you to be here, and here on Thanksgiving week, you're here. Welcome. This is incredible, guys. What a setup. I, I had no idea you were both barefooted. I love this. <laughs> so that's that's hey, I mean, Lane had pants it's on. It's a kind of a thing. I <laughs> usually wear shorts. I'm glad he has and, pants and people, on. People have actually, when there's a certain shot, but I've never worn shoes on this show. I think you <laughs> so, should keep that streak going. And, yeah. and people are like, what are you going to do when the winter comes? I go, I'm... Who's taking my shoes up. off at the door. I'm not going to wear shoes on we don't this wear show. Ties wear on this show on this either. Show. Now, your son Brandon's been on this show. Uh, he played middle linebacker at BYU, was among the best that the Cougars have had back there. Uh, what did you learn about yourself and as a parent as you watched him from the stands playing on such a big stage? You know, it was really interesting, Dave. In high school, I just didn't worry about anything, right? I mean, he was just out there as a dominant player. Super fun to watch him. But at this level... In college, it was so different. I felt more like an anxious parent on every play, just wondering and hoping that he wouldn't, uh, you know, have a season-ending injury or something like that. Is it more of a worry of getting hurt or of not being there to make the tackle where he's supposed to be? Where where were you at on that? I worried more about the hurt. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's such a dangerous position, right? I mean, you're right in the middle of everything, ramming your head in there. (laughs) uh, Grabbing for whatever you can grab. And he's not six seven, you know. He he was tough, uh, just a keg of dynamite uh, as a player. But um, yeah, I I was wondering what what that would be like for you to such a collision sport to have him right there. Yeah, are you glad? Like Brendan and I talked a lot. Brendan's my wife. I think everybody knows that out there. Here we refer to her. Um, Our boys all played quarterback in high school, and they got recruited by BYU, and they all moved to defense, and we were just relieved. Yeah, that they were in defense because we felt like, well, at least they're initiating the contact over there. But we're the same as you. We we watched every game, holding our breath, just hoping they'd get out of there without getting hurt. Um, I think it's different when you got a quarterback out there because everybody's waiting for you to throw a pick six and talk about it for a week, <laughs> right? So did, did did you feel that way? Like oh, Brand's a little bit safer because he's initiating contact and not getting hit. Yeah, he's 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 so good that way. I mean, I I still remember one game where at Utah State first. Remember Robert Turbin? Oh, yeah. First play of the game, he goes right through the gap where Brandon was supposed to be, and and they asked Brandon about that. I mean, he runs for like an 80-yard touchdown, and, and I just thought, oh, man, I felt so bad for Brando. And and then at the end of the game, but when they asked him about it, he said, no, you have to let that go. You have to let it go. And I'm like, this guy's more mature than I am. I would, I would have been <laughs> devastated for the, the we, last week, but he I was remember, ready for, to make the next play. We called that game, and I remember him going 80 yards, and we're like, are you kidding me right now? And But Utah State was on fire. And Utah yeah, State had a run of really good backs back but in now the But now that Brandon's out of football, do you watch football differently? Yeah. yeah. How so? You can be more of a fan again, you know, versus a parent, you know. You're always worried that, uh, you know, what if he messes up? What if you're sitting next to someone in the stands and they're yelling at your kid, right, or something that like that? Because he threw a 100-yard interception at a big moment or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So so now you can relax again a little bit. It's more do, do, do you analyze it? Do you ever get with Brandon and talk about, hey, what, 
what'd you think of that? What'd you think of this? And you guys break the, the, the game down together like, like the old days. Do you do that ever anymore? All the time. I mean, because he sees, as you guys do, right? He sees things that I never even could recognize. Yeah. And he's watching, you know, 12 or 13 things at the same time where I, I'm seeing one or two, you know? So it's always fun to say to him, what's going on? What are you seeing? And he always has a great analytical take on it. <laughs> With your job on campus, a lot of these student athletes come through your classroom. Uh, and Jaron was one of them we've been talking about, but they all come through. Uh, over the years, have you noticed a correlation with the way a student athlete interacts with you and with your class to how he or she performs in her sport? In some ways, yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the cool things for me, now, guys, I was following BYU football before I was even a member of the church. In fact, the day that I found out, Blaine will appreciate this, that Jim oh, no. McMahon wasn't a member. I was shocked. Oh. I was like, what the heck? I thought he was like related to the Osmonds or something. But, but That's because you were in Texas. <laughs> that's right. So every, almost every player that you just mentioned that's in the pros has been in my classroom yeah. and have loved that. In fact, when Jamal was going through the draft process, they made a whole like a 30-minute video segment with my relationship with him. Super cool. So for someone who's been a fan for so long to be sitting in the classroom with those young men, and then I walk out and say, this is why I'm a fan of BYU sports, because in almost every case, they're stellar. They make great comments. Uh, they care about people. They're rooted in the gospel in a deep way. And you see that leadership carry out on the field, you know, in, in the way that they conduct themselves in interviews and in other ways. Dr. Mark Ogletree on the Wise Guys with us tonight, uh, live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, wiseguys.com. Um, he's a BYU grad, convert to the church, a doctorate in family and human development, along with a master's degree in mental health counseling and educational psychology. So, uh, you're, so you're the yeah. smartest guy that's ever been on the show. <laughs> yeah, he, no, I'm trying not to even think. Close. Have we had any rocket scientists on here? No, we haven't. No, we've had people flying. Rockets, but not. Yeah, we have uh, had, we've had astronaut on. And here. Clark Heyman, right? Isn't yeah, Clark, Clark yeah, flies uh, right. F thirty five. One of my former students yeah. as well. Is Clark's right? brilliant. Clark's brilliant as well. Right? He's our insider. What kind of student was Clark? Awesome. Because now you know he's flying bazillion dollar jets. Yeah. or has been. It's no surprise. Yeah, Clark was awesome. Yeah. Stellar. Did yeah. I, you? I think you had my oldest Kellen in class. We I may have, I started yeah. at free safety for for a couple of years here. So. Yeah, uh, we did had, you have Keaton we, we had in? Kellen on the show. Did Keaton come through? No. Slovis or uh, is Retzlaff? Has Retzlaff come through? Yes. So, so here's the cool thing about Jake. Okay. Jake was in my class last spring. All right. He's in my class right now, another class I teach. I play softball. I refuse to quit until I'm like 70. Nor should you. So Jake <laughs> is our shortstop. So Jake played on our softball team. So I love Jake and a uh, great athlete. I, I, what did I, you I, think of his game the other day? I think Jake's a competitor. I mean, Jake showed me everything he needed to show me, chasing a guy down 100 yards. That's all I need to know about Jake, to know that he's got the eye of the tiger and he's a competitor yeah. and a fighter. And there's no one more disappointed right now than Jake, right, on that pass. If right? you watch that highlight, he runs the 100 yards, dives to try and stop the uh, to Bowman, who had the interception. Then he rolls over on his back. Collapses. And right? he puts his hands on his head. Uh, on his face mask, and you just know he's sitting there going, what have I done? What yeah. just happened? And 63,000 people and then 2.3 million watching on TV are staring at him. I mean, that's a tough dang. one. No, no NIL can offset that, that grief. But you, you, have, you have to have 
Brandon's mentality, right? And then let some. it go and go to the go to the next series, right? Which he did, and they scored, right? They scored a touchdown. Went right? back and tied. They went it. back and tied it up. Yeah, they did do, and you've got to be able to do that. And, and uh, players that can't do that um, can't play. Right, you just I, can't play because there's there's always there's failure in every sport. We had right. Wally Joyner on here last week, and he talked about you know how many times you go up to bat and don't connect with a, with a ball, and you better have a really short memory and act like that's an aberration, even though it's three quarters of the time, right? To, to be able to play the game, and that happens in football. How, and, and, and you're a, a psychologist. How how do players plant that in their mind so they can do that, so they can move on from failure? You know, I, I think that there's they have a different gear. Don't you think that they're wired a little bit different? And that's why they're there where they are. Uh, it's incredible that they can shift gears so quickly. And if they have the capacity and they've been taught the right way, they, they're able to let it go and move on, you know? I know I always played in high school when I played. Uh, I always was playing under the pressure of, if I mess up once, I'm, I'm out of here. And there's got to be some type of coaching where they know that, okay, if you, you know, just we, we've heard all the Lavelle stories. You've experienced it, Blaine, right, where you throw the interception and Lavelle's right over there telling you, don't worry about it. Yeah. Go back in. And then Steve Young throws, what, five more in the same game and yeah. and becomes one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. I think we documented that Steve threw six in that Georgia, Georgia. game that we yeah. played when we who, played them back there. Who are you starting on Saturday if they're both healthy, Keaton Slovis or Jake Retzlaff? I'm starting Jake. Starting Jake? Just, because... Mobility, right? Okay. I, I just Jake gives us that extra dimension and uh, that competitive fire. Jake wants to come out. He has something to prove uh, against Oklahoma State, and I have a feeling that he's going to, to do it. What's the first play call you're going to make now first that you're call. calling the shots? Are you having him go deep? Are you going to have him hand it to Robbins? Or are you going to have him throw a short out? What are you going to do? Go, let's go stop and go. A little stop and go on the right side. Oh, okay. Uh, get, this, get, his, get him calmed down a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Get our wonderful number two out there to just dive and stretch out a little bit. And Chase uh, Roberts. Get Chase out there. Is Chase one of your favorite students? Chase was great. Chase was quiet. He's just, He's been on the show. He's just sharp. Yeah. I just love him. One of my favorites was uh, Taki Taki. Sione. Taki Taki. <laughs> He'd walk in and we would all say Taki Taki as loud as we could. But there was a girl in the class that he flirted with all the time. And uh, they're married today. So. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Sione cool. wore my number. Yeah. And so right off the bat, I, I was just like, oh, okay, dude, it, like rep, rep it if well. you're going to wear 16 and then, then, then you got to represent it. Right. And so then we had this thing through the last three years of his career where he would always go like, he'd see me and he'd go like, and he'd go like this and he would say, I got you like yeah. one six, let's go. And I go right. one six. So I just, I still call him, even though he doesn't wear that number in the NFL, can't wear that number in the NFL. I, every time I see him, I'm like, let's go one six. That's right. Oh, that's so we great. have that. Let's dive into your profession for a second. Uh, it's Thanksgiving week, perfect time to create lasting memories. What are some of the best ways you've learned to maximize these moments? You and your wife, Janie, have eight kids, lots of grandkids. So what do you suggest to Cougar Nation? How can they maximize some togetherness time on Thursday? Yeah, I think you just said it by togetherness, right? Uh, I love it. Thanksgiving has become one of our favorite time times of the year, right? It, it, sometimes it's bypassed. We have such a huge Halloween emphasis. On love our Halloween, state. everything about it. And then we get to Christmas pretty quickly. But what a great time to focus with our family on gratitude, on our blessings, on uh, all the wonderful things that we have in our life. And I, you know, I know for Janie and I, this was a process as we thought about traditions because sometimes you can go through that whole Thanksgiving experience and realize we didn't even really talk about our blessings or what we're grateful for. 
So I really have tried to make that a huge part of our uh, part of our day and experience. And of course, any kind of family togetherness, any type of uh, bonding that can occur through experiences, stories, memories. This is the time to to pull all those out. Hey, I, our friend Eric Wait says shout out to Mark from Singapore. Good to see you on the show. <laughs> I just read the Maybe you can provide some free counseling to Dave and Blaine after the show. Yes. Thank you, Eric. Tell, him, tell Eric we've got that set up. And I feel bad because for Eric, it's probably, what, 3 in the morning right now? It might be, or even hey, later. We, we have people that watch from the Philippines and watch from Singapore down so in we're Columbia all over the world every tonight. week. And, uh, and guess what? We are already get free counseling from... Yeah. <laughs> from, hey, let's follow up what you just said yeah. with, with the tougher question. Uh, let's say things aren't perfect around the house, but you'll want to make them better. And this is a great week to do it. Where do you start? Start start slow, right? Start easy. I mean, once again, everything that we've just talked about are things that anyone anyone could really do, right? To have a conversation about what's good about your life, uh, what you love about life. What's been good this year? What's your highlight this year? You know, what's uh, what are some of the things that you're grateful for? But I think those conversations could occur in any family, regarding regardless of of how dysfunctional it might be. And once again, just spending time together, putting phones away. We were at a restaurant about a, a few years ago, and I saw, we sat next to a family, every single member of the family, teenagers, uh, parents, they were all on their phones. Mm. They never said a word to, to, at all. And so I would say, put your phones away and connect, talk, share memories. A phone-free Thanksgiving day. Phone-free I, love, Thanksgiving. I love this. Hey, we got a phone You basket. know it's a problem <laughs> when you're sitting with your kids and you go, who are you even texting? Be with you who you're with. And they're like, I'm texting Kellen. He's right, like, He's right there across they, the table. They were, they, I have an idea. Why don't you guys talk to each other? You don't need, you don't need to text him. But. <laughs> totally. Um, uh, Dr. Mark Ogletree um, that's on with us tonight. Uh, in addition to teaching at BYU, you work part-time as a marriage counselor at Treehouse Associates in Utah County. You and your wife also have a podcast. Um, do. You, Dave's been on that podcast, yeah. hasn't he? Dave was, yeah, so, he was. I, I, I took the podcast to the yeah, brink of extinction. Like, wow, I heard that. I'm like, wow, they're getting deep with some stuff here now. Um, it's called Preserving Families. Uh-huh. And uh, you can download that for free, right? Wherever you get your podcast, it's on Apple and Spotify and all those, right? Right. Um, uh, in, in addition, um, you love the game of football. We know that. But, but your life's passion has been helping people and helping couples and helping families and and uh, yeah, so folks, if you're out there preserving families, you, you can find it. And you guys are doing this. How often are you doing the podcast? Now? We do. We, we release an episode every week. Every week. Yeah. So okay. you bet. Here to hopefully uh, provide tools, skills, uh, information that could just help help parents and, and couples, grandparents even, just strengthen and preserve their families. You know, President Kimball said years ago that the time would come when only those who believe deeply and actively in the family would be able to preserve their families. And I... I think we're living in that day. All right, let's talk football. Let's go. Okay, we've covered all the important things, uh, but there's a triple header on Thursday, probably four if you watch the college game, but our focus is on Saturday afternoon, BYU and Oklahoma State. You're the analyst now. What do the Cougars need to do to, to win and get bowl eligible? As you guys know, we have to, we have to hold on to the ball. Right, yeah. you have to hold yeah. on the ball. And then I would love to see us do this. I'm just thinking offensively. I think defenses they'll do their thing, but uh, let's be more creative and, and less predictable. And I think you know, you go back to the old days with Lavelle in the 1970s, and we were just tricky. And uh, I think in order to compete with the 
with the, these big, huge, fast people that we're up against now, we're going to have to do th- some things differently. Out-scheme out them and out-execute them. How yeah. about another Kingston touchdown pass? He's oh, got two. That, that, yeah. that surprises the defense every time he throws yeah, it. Sure. That would be nice. <laughs> what, uh, what score do you think? What's the winning score? 45 to 40. Oh, wow. That many points. Yeah. Now, if the defense gets given up 40 points, are you still... Uh, I'm okay. You're okay with that? <laughs> you're okay. Well, and... and, and it's going to be a shootout, don't you think? Yeah, it's o- Oklahoma State is... Hypotopics. They're above 100 in total defense, and so is BYU. Yeah. Yeah, why not and, a shootout? And so, and so why not? I'm and, telling and, you, I'm going and I don't think the BYU's, on this whole I don't thing. think BYU's okay. rank on offense is representative of, of who they just became last week. Yeah. So I think they're better than their rank. I think they're similar to Oklahoma State. I, I like this. I think it could be high scoring. It'd be really fun. Got to go with the Cougs. I mean, this is it. Right? We're fighting for a bowl game here, so let's go. And and there would be nothing better to go in there and spoil the Cowboys' shot at the Big Twelve. Sure. Uh, and another shot at Texas, who's leaving. I mean, everything that they've dreamed of is right here, and BYU can take it away on Saturday afternoon with one more point. BYU than just those proved guys. that they can play with Oklahoma. I mean, if you could play with Oklahoma, you could play with yes. Oklahoma State, right? Hey, Austin. And by the way. Um, Mark's podcast, it, we put the link in the chat here so that people can can click on that and get to the podcast. And right. Austin Lee says he's listening from Dallas and Big 12 country. All right. Is this the Austin Lee that was BYU's uh, free safety a few years ago? That'd be same Austin Lee or just the same name? I don't know. I think Austin Lee was one of the greatest free safeties we've ever had, but he's also my son-in-law that works for JP oh, Chase. that's <laughs> a different one. That's a different one. Okay. Uh, McKinney, Texas. How many Cougar fans are in McKinney, Texas? There's a lot. There is a lot. I mean, as you know, the, the team travels well. Uh, McKinney, Texas is a, is a little melting pot for LDS people. And yeah. so there's a, a nice size stake there. There's about eight or nine wards now in that area in a really compact, compressed area. Mm. A lot of LDS people. Uh, you have a game anywhere in that Dallas, Oklahoma yeah. area. They're all going to travel, and they, uh, they're they so into it. Well, te- So you think Texas will migrate up to this Oklahoma State game then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there'll be a lot of BYU fans. We're going to talk with the uh, yeah. alumni chair here in just and a bit. Stillwater. So that'd be yeah. They're expecting a big and crowd. It's supposed to be a great environment. There. I've never, been, I've been to most of the stadiums in the country and either broadcast games or done something there. I've never been to Stillwater for a game, but I heard it's a phenomenal environment. When you drive to Stillwater, you're going to feel like you're a cowboy driving through the across the range. For a while, then all of a sudden, there it is. Okay. Our friend place. Mark Ogletree is on the Wise Guys. Are you ready for five questions? Oh, I've been studying for this. No, you can't study for this. Like Libby he just would, knows what's Libby, coming. Like, like Brenda I, told Libby that she's going to give five questions. She goes, what are they? I go, I'm not telling you this. <laughs> and you already know the questions? Well, we may have given you a couple. Hey, I'm such a fan. I, I don't he's, miss he's all in on this. Okay, so we're going to start with your favorite sports movie. Really tough. I like every sports movie because mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite, you know, favorite type of movie. But... Brian's song was the original. You know, you oh. watch Brian's song in third grade, and you just try not to cry in front of your family. I would still cry if I watched it tonight. I would cry. Yeah. I grew up on Rocky, but uh, I'll go with Brian's Brian song. song? That's a I good one. I love it. All right. Okay, your favorite singer or band? I'm just going to go uh, with Brooks and Dunn. I'm a, I'm a Texan. So, oh, that makes sense. I think I'll just stay with Brooks songs. and Dunn. Brooks and Dunn. It was interesting about Brooks and Dunn, because for the longest time, they didn't like each other. Really? And they wouldn't even deal with each other until they came on stage then they'd go back to their Their trailers and stuff yeah uh it's funny how when you learn things about artists you're like hey you know what that band's got a lot of issues but when they start playing their songs we're all in they make magic happen they got some great stuff i got a new band for all of you it's called the moss it's a local band it's like the next imagine dragons or neon trees so i'm telling you the moss i said it here on the show the moss is going to be big it grows on you i'm looking forward to local kids 
some BYU guys. Like, yeah. So the Moss Pit, right? The Moss. The Moss. So, okay. It's uh, better than the Moss. Check them out, you guys. The fav- your favorite breakfast cereal. Golden Grams. Golden yeah, Grams. Grams. I could do uh, corn checks with, with blueberries occasionally, but uh, Golden Grams. I have Grams to say, is... when, when parents yeah, have their too. kids in church and they bring a little Ziploc of Golden Grams, I sometimes want to steal some from the kids. Yeah, I've done Because they're good without yeah. milk. I had some graham crackers the other day. That's a totally underappreciated yes, cracker. So great. Really I can eat a whole little whatever oh, yeah. just sitting there, and if you have some milk to dip them in, they're, they're great. And they're good for you. I mean, they really are. Um, okay. It feels like they should be. Favorite, <laughs> favorite Brandon Ogletree play of all time? Favorite Brandon Ogletree play. See, uh, we're throwing a few curveballs. Yeah, no, this is a this is a good one. Uh, the tight end, and I don't, I, uh, gosh, I don't remember who they were playing, but the tight end is going across the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. This is going to be kind of a, the game is on the line. Brandon comes across and just busts them in the chops, and levels them just as he he catches the ball. And uh, it was, I mean, that was that's Brandon, trademark Brandon is just is just that hard hit that just wipes someone out. Did yes, you play it, football? When you were younger? I did. What position did you play? I played wide receiver on a team who never threw the ball. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, like, playing for Air block. Force? Yeah. Hit a block. Now, so where did where did Brandon get his, um, I want to say craziness, but I'm going to call it toughness. Yeah. Where did he get that middle linebacker vibe growing up? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it this way. First of all, I think Brandon was just born that way. Yeah. I mean, from the, from the day that, you know, he could walk. I mean, that's just how he has always has been. We tried to instill that in our family and talk about it a lot. Believe it or not, when I when I played, I played like Brandon. The only difference is I was playing second base, but uh, I was trying to have a collision yeah. anytime I could. So he gets that that want for physical <laughs> just contact. Want, yeah, just just to he, he crash that, into he someone. He gets that naturally. So a big hit over the middle. Okay, last okay. one. This is a good one. Uh, what's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? Being with our family, no question about it. Just being together and having fun, laughing hysterically. Last year at Thanksgiving, we had a PowerPoint night. Everyone had to come and bring and, a PowerPoint and, and, bring, and create a PowerPoint to instruct us in something, and it was incredible. I, I, my PowerPoint was on all the money that uh, that our kids owed me for the things they broke during their childhood. <laughs> Another son-in-law did, told, taught us how to build a nuclear bomb. I mean, it was oh my we, we had everything. Recipes. My goodness, it was it was fun. We loved it when uh, our parents caught the vision of you know what? Let's schedule dinner around the Cowboys game, which is the second game of the day. We'd all wait for the Lions game to end so the Cowboys would come on to play Washington like they're playing on Thursday. And um, nothing takes me back more than that matchup on Thanksgiving with your brothers and sisters around. I don't think I've ever missed a Cowboys game at at Thanksgiving since I was probably in first grade. Yeah, that's going to be part of the day for sure. And Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday, which, um, and the reason is, because it's just all about family, but it doesn't feel like it has the pressure of of Christmas, of Christmas the gift giving. Yeah. And, and Christmas should be my favorite holiday because of what it what it celebrates, right? The birth of the Savior, and we try to focus on that. But but there get there's so much noise around Christmas and the gift giving and all of that stuff. I feel like Thanksgiving is a pure holiday. We just give thanks and get together as family and eat food. Could there be a better holiday than that? It's my favorite holiday. It's one of the best, that's for sure. Mark Ogletree, thanks for coming on The Wise Guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and I know you're off to spend the rest of the week with your family, and we're glad that you carved out a couple minutes for us. So good to be with you all. Love you guys and love what you do. It's uh, For a lifelong Cougar fan, this is awesome to be with you and to sit in this, uh, this We love, love having you thanks. on. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, thanks. Thank you. Next week, Harvey Longy's going to join us, and Brad Rollins of Gentry... 
After that, on our first Monday show, David Nixon will stop by. So will Doug Wilkes, the editor of the Deseret News, and Bronson Kafusi will join us on December 11th. Hey, and you and I are going to go see Gentry this week. Yes, I, Friday I, I night, remind right? You, maybe Diane's listening, uh, and she'll remember. Yeah, Friday night, where Gentry's in concert um, up in Salt Lake City, and you and I are going. And then we'll have him here then, on Tuesday. Then we'll have him here on Tuesday, and maybe we'll figure out a way to get get him to sing, uh, Brad to sing. But Before Scott Warner sits down, let's do our Cougar Board question of the week. Um, yeah. If you're not familiar with Cougar Board, it's the largest online community of BYU fans with thousands of posts daily, sometimes many more than that. So this question comes from one of their insider subscribers. The username is, I want to say, Jola K. Senti, and I might have butchered that, but... I apologize. Uh, however, I'm going to get your question right. During the Southeastern Louisiana postgame show on BYU Radio, Coach Pope mentioned a group of four clinical psychologists called the Squad, we know them, right. who attend all team functions. He credits them with changing the way the team communicates, which has led to much improved defensive performances this year. I, I believe you're right. Do solutions like this get shared between teams and the athletic department? Will something like this come to the BYU football program. And I'll, I'll throw it over to you by saying we, we know a few of these guys, and they're with the team all the time, and we wonder what they're up to, and we call them off to the side, and we go, so wh- what are you analyzing here and this and that? They're all in. They're all in yeah. on the psyche of this team. Except for they make they make Dave nervous, just for the record. Because okay. like, they're asking when, me questions. When, when they and come I'm, over, they start, like they say. They're well, evaluating. And then they ask Dave, like, but how does that make you feel? And, <laughs> and, and then they walk off, and Dave goes, I think he was just analyzing me. So he, he gets a little paranoid. He knows who I am. There. And, the, and the answer to your question is y- yes. Um, Tom Homo and the entire athletic department take a holistic approach. And while each of the different functions of the different teams have the ability to bring in individuals, um, they, they do share what they're doing with those individuals. And uh, if there's enough of that individual to go around, certainly it would cross over. But, but they talk about, um, as, as, a, as an athletic department, um, mental health and the psychology of what they're doing all the time. They talk about this all the time. It is a huge part of the game. There's my guy right there. There's my guy right there. We're, we're real glad to have you here, Scott. And and you brought donuts? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, Are we done so, with that? Yeah. That was a great so, question. So, so it is a great question. And, yes, while the same psychologists may not work with football and basketball, the concepts that they're working on and the approach they're taking – um, that's the job of the athletic department to share across teams. And you do have some psychologists that, that work across, but, but mostly because they only have so much time, they spend their time with one team. Uh, BYU has a, a group, uh, the football team, the basketball team has a group, um, and there are some that work across sports at, at the athletic department. It's, it's a big, big part. And of, why not? You got the money, a Big 12 money, and, and do the investment. What? They didn't do as much of this before they were in the Big 12. They now have the budget to do this, yeah. to, to start approaching the mental health and psyche and the sports psychology of the game with our teams. And these big big conferences, these P5 conferences, have had these resources for a long time. BYU is just now getting those. It's a pleasure to welcome back our next guest to the show. He's the founder of Gig, social media icon with 137,000 followers on Twitter and another 16,500 on Instagram. Most importantly to us, he and his company have partnered with the Wise yes, Guys as we Indeed. cultivate the largest BYU sports live stream show in the world. Say hello to Scott Warner. Happy pre-Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. It's good to have you back. I am glad to be here. We're going to have fun. 
So wise yes, guys and gig, where, where can we go? Look, I, I, it's funny. The first time I was here when we met, you guys have something special, not to make your heads bigger than they already are because you guys are very talented. Well, Blaine, maybe, but Blaine's <laughs> got great guns, you know, but, but you guys are, uh, you guys really are as talented as they come. And I knew the day that I started watching you. I mean, early on, you guys have a platform, uh, that is only going to grow. And uh, as I had, as I had time to kind of share with my partners, what it is that the wise guys were up to, um, we knew that, that we know that you guys are on your way and we're just getting started. And so, uh, we're going to do a lot of fun stuff together. Um, get ready for some new exciting guests that may not know BYU football or basketball or any other BYU sports as, as much as they should, but they're going to know after they spend time with you guys. And we're, we're going to have some fun, man. I love it. And, and gig, uh, you know, the company that you founded, um, works with, with, entities like us right. or with influencers or whatever it might be mm -hmm. to help maximize their reach, um, to reach as many people as possible right. and to grow a, um, I don't know, a community of people that think alike and do things alike. And we're so pumped to have gig working with us to help us to do that. Cause we feel like there's, there's people that will, will love this show. We see it every week with, with the group that come that comes on with us, but there's more out there that don't even know about us yet that will love this community and want to be part of this community. Right. That's right. That's right. So you guys look, have some devout, loyal followers, fans that listen to you religiously. And, uh, that, that group or that audience is going to grow. It's, it's going to, and it's going to happen fast boys. So. One of the things you do, uh, and you're the mastermind behind this wise guys shoe giveaway. It's been buzzing oh, social media all yeah, weekend. Awesome. My phone is just like, bzz, bzz, bzz. I'm not going, I don't have that many friends, but, yeah. these, but every time someone gets on there and, and does that, it's going to go into the weekend. So where are we at with that? And, and how's it going to work? We're going to do this every week, guys, maybe even a couple times a week. I don't know if Emma's here. Probably not. Uh, see her. But Emma, she's a sweetheart. She's doing a great job. Uh, Dave brought her in. She's helping with uh, overseeing some of the social media along with you guys. Bla Blaine's got to get step up his uh, social media. Game I know. Like I Dave's know. incredible. Blaine is like a he's one got out some of work 10. to do. He's but, got some work to do. I know. Yeah. You guys have to coach me. Yeah. We, I need. I, I need we, coaching. We Emma can help coach me too, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Emma can help coach me. Anyway, but the response has been incredible. So they got to go to Instagram. Yep. And they've got to like. At Wise Guys Live. Yep, yep, that's right. And then there's a few other things they've got to do that, that brings in their friends. Yes, that's right. So everyone right this second needs to go to Wise Guys on Instagram and look for that beautiful royal blue shoe. Yeah, it's a shoe it's that we all want. Shoe. It's yeah. one of my favorite shoes of all time right there. Go check it out. And it, it's going to ask you to do a couple things. But um, that's, you know, that's one of the many tricks of the trade when it comes to, uh, you know, growing your brand. And, uh, you know, a lot of people just aren't aware until they're aware and um, we're going to do this every week. So, you know, stay tuned. Be watching Wise Guys, social media platforms, Cougar Board. we got a bunch of cool stuff in the works. You've studied a lot of social media trends over the years. This is what you do. Um, and you've developed some of your own. So you, you've pioneered some ways to navigate social media. What have you learned about people, including those watching uh, the show on YouTube and Facebook and Twitch and WiseGuys.com? What, what have you learned? Well, I mean, depending on uh, what the con, it's all about the content and putting out stuff that resonates. The thing about BYU sports, I mean, I would venture to say that BYU has one of the strongest fan bases in the world. Um, and it, it, it's only going to grow as time goes on. I think this Big 12 thing is going to really add some fun action to all of it. But when it comes to audience and, and groups, it's all about putting out content consistently 
that will uh, help you generate more a stronger following. Um, and it really gets interesting when you put out content that's worthy of being shared, yeah, uh, or or worthy of 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 being you know tag. If someone tags someone else in a post, you know you're doing something right. It means you did something that they either that resonated with them that they were passionate about. Um, that's where you really win is, is it's a shareable piece of content. And uh, I think you guys do a great job with that. Scott Warner, the founder of gig, new partner with wise guys back with us tonight. Uh, now you brought your boy. Did you tell your boy that you were going out for donuts or did you tell him you're going to the wise guys and that you were going to bring donuts? What was the hook to get him out of the house? I don't know, Luke, you want to come tell us what, what, what did I tell you about these boys before we came over? You, hey, okay, Luke, come, come over, on. Luke, we we got to hear you, Luke. Let's come go. Here, so, and, then, and then my other question is, <laughs> your dad has already indoctrinated you into this L.A. Dodgers thing. It's obvious to me right away. Come over here and just share this mic with me, buddy. Okay. So you can share this. <laughs> so, so what did he tell you was going to go on tonight? He said that you guys are like the biggest BYU fans he knows and that you guys have some cool stuff. Very cool. Okay. Yes. All right. Did Very he promise cool. you a donut if you just come and hang out? <laughs> what? These are for us, man. Yeah. No, you know, oh, let yes. me tell you something. It's every boy's dream that their dad would start a donut shop. Yeah. And so that's what you got going on. How, how cool is that? It's pretty cool. They're pretty good. Do you get tired of the donuts? Do you just eat donuts like for all three meals or what? Uh, yeah, basically. I've had like three today already. It's no kidding. <laughs> I want to know if your dad, if your dad helps you with, with style. Cause you look like you're pretty well put together. Every time I see Scott, he's like the, the best, um, put together man I've ever met. Honestly, like it, everything. So it's like, I'm looking at this outfit today. So this is a good, and, like, and these, these sne- like, can, show, put your foot up here so people can see your shoes and your socks. So I don't, what America. is this? Is this a brand that you work with? Uh, or is this no, just a brand you love? No, but this is this is a style and shoe. I'm not gonna lie. This is one I'm kind of proud of. Yeah. So, so it's, right. off, it's off white. It's a Nike break off. Okay, so it's a Nike break. Hey, and, talking, but, to but the, the talking to the mic. Talking to the mic. Oh, so, sorry. But the socks too are pretty Lots impressive. <laughs> so it's the red, white, and the blue with the stars. So it's a flag socks that go with these, and then it's 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 the black. Like I don't like. It's the Fourth of July. This material. This is called, this is called built. Okay, better than Lululemon, y'all. So and guess Bill. what? I'm, this is an unpaid endorsement. Yeah, these are, like we're not. These are <laughs> we believe check Bill. none of these are sponsors. Bill. I'm just gentlemen. Bill, Bill okay, is the Bill, way to go. So he's, the got the, he's got the royal hoodie, but with the with the black jacket over it, and then the royal hat that goes with it all. Yes. Um, and I love how he's written wise guys on <laughs> I was this. Waiting he, for it. I, Jack I, just had to tell me. Got, look at that hat. I've never I noticed even seen it that. as soon as you walked over. Just okay, so you I'm know. Just making sure. So yes. Wise guys. I, what did you do that with a sharpie? Yes. It looks not fantastic. Not in a weird way. I always check out Scott when I see him because he he literally is the most put together human I've ever seen when it comes to how he puts his. His okay. outfits together and stuff, and I respect it. Hey, so thanks he, for did that. Did your dad teach you this? Um, He's got style. Yeah. I Look at this. It. I mean, this yeah. is immediate yeah. Supreme. This is kind of a cool brand. If, yep. you, if you know anything about Supreme, right? We got that in New York together. Yep. yep. He's doing well. And, and you know what? The pants you're wearing, these yeah. cargos, those were in when I was in college, and they went out, and they're back in, yeah. which I'm loving. All right. Hey, just real quick. This is a potential, very, very likely BYU candidate player. Oh, nice! Really? So if you see any? If you see any of the highlights I post, this kid is an athlete. The touchdown. Baseball, the, football, basketball. What are you playing? Uh, mostly baseball. He's he's so he's football, he's decent basketball. at baseball. He he's got playing at Timpanogos. He's playing at Timpanogos. Good. So so right. anyway, he's a he's a receiver. Plays. So did defense. you did you did you meet um, my son-in-law Dallas over there? So, so Dallas is the Jason captain, Dallas, yeah. uh, defensive captain of the Stanford team that kicked Iowa's butt in the Rose Bowl. Really? Was a starting free safety. 
and uh, spent a little bit of time with Chicago Bears. Christian McCaffrey was the captain on the offense when Dallas was the captain on the defense. So if you want a few pointers, stop over there and talk to Dallas in the green room. Go over over and say hi to Dallas, and we'll finish up with your dad. Thanks for coming on the show, by the way. Hey, Hey, real quick, Marketing 101. Hey, Bilt, these two boys that are sitting here next to me would look great in some attire. So uh, we, we, need to, we need to get them dressed up here, Bill. Because I can't keep wearing... Don't Viore. tell me you're going to show us your feet again. <laughs> no, I don't wear shoes. Costco? But, no, this is Viore. Oh, oh Viore's actually fantastic. Yeah, I wear all Viore sweats. Very good. So, so you, got, you got the style. You know what's going on. Before we uh, finish with you on a ball game, um, so you brought some donuts. I did. Why, what possesses a person to start a donut shop here in 2023? <laughs> Uh, which I think is fantastic, but what, what was the motivation? So the, the true story here, and I'll, I'll give it to you in a 30-second version. So uh, a mother of one of my players on the football team made uh, a, a bunch of donuts and served it to all the players at our banquet last year. Oh, wow. I, I sank my teeth into it and was like, who made these? Like, what is this? This is impossible. It's this. I grew up in Southern California where there's a donut shop on every corner. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the best donut I have had. Spudly ever. Spudly. I'm, I'm not kidding. And so that night I drove over to their house and said, who wants to start a donut shop? And they're like, hey, what, really? We, we thought about it at <laughs> one point and here we are. So, um, yeah. So, so, so where spudly. is put, it? Put it how here you, so we can see it. Cause you know, where is it? And how do we get yeah, them? It's Spudly. Spudly donuts. Uh, these are special, man. So these, these are potato donuts, you right. know, spud, spuds. spuds. Yeah, yep, yeah. Spuds. And, um, yeah, so I brought these for you. Oh, you guys. Thank I wish you. we had a microwave. Jack, we have a microwave in here. Because you got to heat them up. Yeah, I'm not sure people we'll what they look like yeah, inside. You know, they look just like a, a fresh donut. They're not. No, they look a little plumper. No, they're 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 delicious. So I'm excited for you guys to try it. Oh, but, my um, gosh. We had all the BYU players, a bunch of the BYU players over to the shop to knock some down. I would eat one right now, but I have to sing in a little while. You're going to sing? Yeah, yeah he's singing sing. tonight. We're, we're opening things up. Really? Yeah. So Scott, out. you haven't met my daughter Libby, but Lib- Libby's uh, Libby sings on Broadway. She's a she's a Broadway actress, Broadway star. She's got done an eighteen month run with Moulin Rouge, and she's she's got some really? other things going on. But we're going to have her on. She's in town for Thanksgiving, so very nice. She agreed to come on and get an interview, but also to sing a song with her dad, and then we're going to have her send us off with a little Christmas song to no, end it. I'll I love it. The That's how it's going down. So. Very cool. Well, nice to meet you. All yes. right, what's your prediction for the game? Wait, have we given a, how, how do I buy the donuts? Yeah, how do we get these? Do we go online to yeah, get them? Yeah, you DoorDash them. We're, we're just out of a warehouse right now. Um, but we Only have available in Utah? At Spudly Donuts. Yes, only available in Utah, but we, we have big plans to start okay. dotting the map. All right. at, we'll dot the map. At Spudly And look, we put donuts. your link up, so <clears throat> we're, y'all. we're good to go. All right. All right, so what's the score of this game? Gosh, guys, I, I'm really worried. It, it depends. If we start strong, we have a shot. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. What's your um, one key? It's got just gets the the most important thing for BYU. Yeah, hold on to the flipping Take ball. Take care of the ball. Hold okay. on to the ball. Hold that's, on to the that's ball. That's our theme tonight. Hold keep on the to defense, the ball. Uh, keep you know keep the defense off the field. Like keep them off. You keep the keep the ball away for those from those guys from the Cowboys, and we have a shot to win. I I think you know I told the guys when they were at Spudley. We have a shot to beat Oklahoma. I think they underestimated us. We, we, gosh, we had that dang game. Yeah, oh, my goodness. We had it. If Robinson. they go down and score that touchdown two-yard line, I think that – I don't think that Oklahoma recovers with a freshman quarterback. Yeah, so anyway, I, we, we have a shot. I think if we get out there with some intensity, some, we need some late leaders to rise up. We really need a leader this weekend. And uh, I think if we do, we, we have a shot. But my, my prediction is I'm going to say – We're writing it down. 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 42-37 BYU. You know, it's that's okay. not far off from uh, Dr. Ogletree. He had 45-40. Yeah, really. Everybody's saying high score. It's gonna be high score yeah. for sure. It's gonna be yeah. high score. Well, neither defense has been stopping people, and BYU's offense looked good last week. Let's so. stop some guys. Let's stop some. I guys. think we, I think the defense. Could, hey, the defense did a pretty good job of stock, stopping Oklahoma. Yeah, like, they, like, they, they did. Considering they were, they were awesome. 41 a game, they played so well. And Robbins, man, dude. Oh yeah. What did he? How many yards did he have? 182. He had 182 yards. That's, yeah, the dude, that's the dude we saw on film that transferred in and then then broke his ribs, tried to play with broken ribs, then they sat him out, and that's the 100% healthy Aiden Robbins, and there's a good chance he's coming back next year. I'll tell you what, if that guy was healthy for this the majority of the season, it would be a different story. I really believe yeah, that. We'd, yeah, they'd be running the ball. You can't run with a broken rib. No. You can't do anything. No, when you can't no breathe, rib. it's hard to run. Nope. Hey, we're glad to see you out of a boot and back in a yeah, shoe. Yeah, man. Looking good. Yes, in a Speaking of uh, yes, regular sir. season injuries, yes, nice right. job. Yes, sir. I'm doing good. I just I just finished running. Nice. I've, I'm back out. I'm back out there, man. Hey, yep. Happy yep. Thanksgiving. Great, great to have you. You guys in. are awesome. Thanks for the Thanks. donuts. Knock the them down, boys. We'll, we'll have them right after the show. Knock them down. Good times ahead. Okay. Great, Thanks. Scott yep. Warner. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks for our partner with Gig, and we're excited about it. And. And uh, we enjoy our relationship with him. Hey, just want to remind you, as the holiday shopping starts, there's a book. Yes, there is. That, uh, that you can get. It's called uh, C is for Cougar. Um, it's not written by a Pulitzer Prize person, but it is written by a guy in this show. Uh, it's available at Deseret Book, um, DeseretBook.com, Siegel Book, Amazon, $14.99. Uh, two things that will never go out of style, The Alphabet and BYU Football. And so C is for Cougar, and uh, every home in the uh, free world should have one, especially it's, at BYU It's house. a great conversation piece. We have one at our house. Um, I got the first one. Yes, you did. Because I took right it. Right here on this show. Because we opened it out of the box, and I took the first one. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. It's been kind of fun. Uh, Saturday, by the way, will be the first time BYU's played at Oklahoma State. So it's a big deal mm -hmm. for BYU alumni throughout the region. A pleasure to welcome from Tulsa, Oklahoma, the alumni chapter there, Brett Stallings, alumni chapter chair to the Wise Guys. Brett, I know we uh, had you uh, waiting for a few minutes, but thank you for joining us. And uh, Scott Warner had donuts and Mark Ogletree was telling some good stories so that kind of pushed us back. But how you doing? Hey, I get it, guys. Thanks for having me. And then I got Blaine's daughter behind me, so it's like... It's all good. You know. It's Hey, everybody wants to know what's going on uh, this weekend. Everybody's excited. I, I hope that, that local fans or regional fans down there, because Dr. Ogletree told us that people even migrate up from Texas, are excited to have the Cougars come to Stillwater this Saturday. What's the vibe about them coming into town? Yeah, we're so excited. It's been since 2007 since BYU came to Oklahoma when they came to Tulsa, so... I mean, friends, family, people from Texas, Kansas, Oklahoma. We're just so excited to have the Cougars playing here regularly. Now, is that a Gifford Nielsen picture above your shoulder? Oh, I got Ty Detmer. Uh, oh, that's Ty. Got behind me is Laval Edwards Stadium with Fred Warner and oh, Jason Nielsen. And then another picture. What's, what's the one directly behind you? What's that one? Is that just that's a... Laval Edwards Stadium oh, from yeah. the outside. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's a good row. That's a good row of of shots right there. Hey, how many fans do you think? Uh, how many BYU fans are you bracing for? Gosh, I, I wish I knew. We've got we sold about five hundred tailgate tickets. Um, you know, I've got still people reaching out to me even though ticket sales have closed. Um, hopefully, double, triple that uh, that are in the stadium in Boone Pickens Stadium on Saturday. So we're excited. Uh, what what activities do you have planned around this? We're always especially interested in the fundraiser because every place that BYU has been. 
they leave that place just a little bit better with a with a fundraiser or a service project. Tell us about what's going on this week. Yeah, we're so excited about our service project. So when BYU, uh, so we became chapter chairs about eight months ago, and when we started, they you know they said, okay, you got a tailgate, you got a game coming. Um, and BYU came uh, and approached us and said, these tailgates, these service projects need to make an impact. Um, they want, we want to really impact the community where we're visiting. So our community looked around and we found a couple of incredible organizations that we, we could connect with. So we partnered with Payne County Youth Services, which is in Stillwater. Um, they take care of kids that are coming out of some really tough, difficult situations. Um, and then also Catholic Charities of Eastern Oklahoma, which has helped in the last few years resettle hundreds of Afghan refugees in the Tulsa area. So. These kids are coming out of some really difficult situations. We thought, you know, what can we do? How can we help these kids just, just escape and, and have some fun? So we decided what better way to do that than with the ball drives. Let's get these kids out. Let's get them together, playing, having fun. Um, so we're doing a ball drive. Let me say a couple more things about this. First, with Payne County Youth Services, when we dug a little more, we found out that, yeah, these kids can have a ball, but we also learned a lot of these kids don't necessarily have shoes to, to go outside and play with. Um, so the church stepped in as they have for all the tailgates and they uh, they donated 600 pairs of shoes. Just absolutely incredible. Um, with Catholic Charities and the Refugee Kids, um, Catholic Charities is, is going to hopefully set up a distribution with FC Tulsa, our local professional soccer te team. So how cool for these kids to have an event oh, yeah. with professional athletes can come and they can meet them and have these donations from BYU alumni. Just so incredible the connections and and the partnerships we form. Yeah, what a, what an awesome awesome uh, a job that or a, a fundraiser that will be and, and a charity that will be working with Catholic charities. That's really cool too, and, and I, I love it when uh, when uh, BYU and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints partners with with other denominations and they go and work together. This, this sounds great. And whenever we're helping youth, is is there ever a that's just the best thing we could yeah. possibly do. We put the links up. This time of year especially. We're just yes. so excited. So we, shoes and balls for these kids. We put the links up uh, where folks uh, can participate who actually aren't going to be in Stillwater. What, what's, the, what's the best way to do that for alumni around the world? Yeah, so we'd love your donation. I mean, we've already collected about 50% of our goal, and, and the donations keep coming in. But the best way to, to get there is through our Facebook page. If you go to Facebook and just search BYU Alumni Tulsa Chapter, um, there's a graphic that says game on and that has all the information we've got an amazon registry set up uh, that's the easiest way we have it all set up where you just um we've got a few links a few things you can buy and it sends it directly to our chapter so we made it as easy as we could for you we Fantastic. like it easy folks yeah. do like it easy all right the tailgate what uh, what do you got cooking for the tailgate yeah, so everybody's done, pretty much done, everybody's done barbecue. We wanted to change it up, so we're going to do breakfast tacos. Tailgate starts at 11.30, so we're going to have some breakfast tacos. Uh, BYU mint brownies bring a little bit of flavor of BYU. <laughs> there you go. The water, and uh, it's going to be a good time. And we're going to have Cosmo, the cheerleader, some special guests. We're going to have some drawings, just a bunch of fun. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Breakfast, breakfast tacos and BYU mint brownies. That's a match made in heaven. Awesome, right? <laughs> now, I just saw a thing on our live stream from Taysom Hill that said, love Brett, vacation with him before. Is that the Taysom Hill or is there a couple other Taysom Hills? That's my family messing with me. They know, <laughs> Taysom, they know I love uh, Zach Wilson. So There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's, it's good to have a family that, uh, that loves to mess with you. Brett Stallings is on the Wise Guys, live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and wiseguys.com. He's the Tulsa, Oklahoma alumni chapter chair and a 2004 BYU grad. When it was announced, that BYU was going to the Big 12. It also meant that BYU's athletic teams were coming to Oklahoma now all the time. 
Uh, how exciting has it been for folks in the region to, one, finally be in a conference and to be in this conference, which brings the Cougars to your backyard? So exciting, right? For so many years, it was always, you know, kind of looking towards the, the Pac-12, and that, that was kind of the place that that people expected or, or had hoped BYU would go, but it just, it's such a natural fit here, right? Good people, um, good, good, uh, good athletic programs, good football, the best basketball conference in America. I mean, it's just a natural fit and it's geographically uh, just everything made sense when it fell into place. So we were so excited to get the Cougars here uh, coming back year after year. Well, as the Cougars make their way to uh, Stillwater this Saturday, um, we want to know what your opinion is. You're back there. What, what's the key? For BYU to win this one, and and we'll pass this on to Kalani if you if it's good. Yeah, if it's good, if we'll it's do. good, we're gonna pass yeah. it on to Kalani. We want your key oh, for victory. Your, your guests have already. I'm on the same boat, right? Limit turnovers and feed the beast. Aiden, Aiden Robbins just uh, it was a revelation last week uh, running the football. So, you know, get him going, take the pressure off of, of uh, Jake, Jake Red's laugh, and and just um, hope we can hang on. It's uh, not sure about how the weather's gonna be. It could be a little colder, maybe a little wet. So we'll see. Um, you know how things shake out. Hey, what reaction did you get from all the Sooners back there in Oklahoma after getting out of town with a seven-point win? Uh, you know, they went in pretty pretty uh, cocky, um, thinking it was going to be a, you know, kind of a, a rollover, but uh, they, they were just glad to escape with a win and, and uh, you know, just glad they were able to get out of the Provo, so. The only thing is they probably got Oklahoma State's attention with the way they played yeah, this last should. week. Sure. Yeah, should, yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. You ready for five questions and we'll let you get yeah. on with your Tuesday yeah. night. Let's start. Let's start with your favorite sports movie, Brett. Uh, favorite sports movie. Uh, gosh, my kids wanted me to say Air Bud, but I'm going to go with Rocky. Rocky. It's a great choice. A, I, I, the, hey, Air Bud's good too. Don't be embarrassed by Air Bud. You could have <laughs> gone with that and we would have still respected it. Here's the thing about Rocky. Rocky 2 rivals Rocky. And not very many sequels come back as as good, if not maybe even a little a bit better. better than Rocky One. Yeah, yeah. they're they're For all sure. great. And and if if you've ever been to Philly, like we go run when I'm there, I've gone to run the stairs up at the museum to stand at the top. And yeah, Rocky yeah. Five, not so much. Yeah, not so much. So, yeah. okay, your favorite singer or band? Uh, favorites. I got two. I got Blink One Eighty Two and Weezer. Blink what? One Eighty Two and Weezer. Okay, yeah. we have not had those two, but. Like, I know how old you are now from what you just said, and that's awesome. Blink-182 <laughs> and Weezer. And they're still the... putting great stuff out. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Nobody's nobody's come up with those two. Tonight we've had Brooks and Dunn and uh, Blink-182 and Weezer. And Weezer. We're eager to see what Libby's got. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So your favorite breakfast cereal, very important here. So uh, every year around this time, Sugar Cookie Crunch comes out. I love it. Um <laughs> I just go crazy on it. See, we respect that. I don't know what that is, but it sounds cinnamon delightful. toast crunch, but with sugar cookies. So cinnamon <laughs> toast crunch, but with sugar cookies. Sugar okay. cookie is sugar cookie. Is, crunch. Are there little yep. sugar cookies that are mixed in with the cinnamon toast crunch? No, just sugar cookies. Just straight sugar cookies. Oh my goodness! See, yeah. and we have like on this show, we respect sugar cereals. We'd like when when Danny H came on here and told us that he has shredded wheat, and I'm like. Please tell me frosted shredded wheat. We might not even no. invite him back on Just the show. Just regular shredded wheat. I was like, get out. Like, you can't <laughs> you can't come with that. And then then who? Was it Kyle Vannoy? Yeah. The Kyle Van and Marissa, The Van Noys, they don't let their children eat cereal. They have to have protein shakes for breakfast. I was well, like, they're professional athletes, I guess. And that's why I was, I I was, I was like, Kyle, working Kyle, out for him. I, now, I'm going to talk to Marissa about this because that's not healthy. <laughs> 
Um, so anyhow, yeah. So we definitely appreciate that your favorite cereal is Sugar Cookie Crunch. That is right up there. So, okay, your favorite thing about living in Oklahoma. Oh, favorite thing. And you're and you're in Tulsa, right? Aren't you in the Tulsa area? Yeah, we're in Tulsa. It's yeah. good people. I mean, you just come to the Midwest and people are just so nice. I mean, as you get to a four-way stop and nobody wants to go because you want everybody wants to let everybody else go. It's just the nicest people that you could possibly so imagine. What, Great place to raise your family. What's the name of the restaurant where like if somebody's sending you there, they don't do any advertising or anything, and they're just like, oh, here's the greatest steakhouse. Walk into this alley, and there's nothing in this alley. And then there's just a couple of lights, and then you're going to see a cow hanging off of a bar. But there's not, really, the there's not really a door, so just yeah. knock, and then they'll slide the door open, and then you'll walk in, and it'll be the most posh steakhouse you've ever eaten at. What's the name yeah. of that place? Bowl in the Alley. It's incredible. Bowl yeah. in the Alley. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Bull in the Alley one time and I could not believe how good it was. And I was like, what in the world? And they don't do any advertising or anything. People just go there into the alley, a sliding door that you walk in. And it's this beautiful high-end steakhouse with the best steaks I've ever had. Yeah. So if you get to Tulsa, get to Bull in the Alley. You know, Bull in the Alley. Right. Yeah. One thing I noticed on my mission in Texas, uh, and Texas and Oklahoma right there, uh, and you throw in Louisiana, is uh, some of the nicest people in the world. And, and yeah. sometimes they get a bad rap for I don't know what. But once you go door to door, uh, you start uh, you going, hey, you know what? The world's full of great people. It is. And so many people of faith around here, too. We just have a lot in common. Yeah, it it's is. I, I feel yeah. like that's one of the reasons BYU is such a nice fit for the Big 12, because a lot of the footprint of the Big 12 is is where there are a lot of Christian faithful people in those in those areas. And BYU is a, a much better fit than they maybe would have been in the Pac-12 back when they were denied that. Yeah, and finding out we have a lot in common with these yep, people. That's so great. great. What's your What's your favorite BYU memory, Brett? We're going to end with that one. Oh, geez. Can I have a couple? Give us two. Yeah. I feel like you got to be there, uh, right? And so these are places I've been. So Luke uh, Luke Staley running down the sideline, 2001. Oh, yeah. In, uh, Utah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 2009. I was at the Sweet Six, or Jimmer playing Gonzaga in Denver. Right. Uh, get to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. And then my last one is... Uh, uh, Tanner Mangum coming in in relief of Taysom Hill uh, at Nebraska. Hill married in the end zone. And were you about. at that one too? Yeah, where I was in. Yeah, so we just went crazy. That's oh, those, yeah. are, those are three amazing events that you attended. Those are great. I called the Luke Staley game, so I was I was I broadcast that one. I was not at the one over Dave and I weren't at the one at uh, the Gonzaga win the Sweet Sixteen, um, but we were doing a pre and post game show. And we were on the sideline right where Mitch Matthews caught that pass you're talking about at Nebraska. So yeah, we, we did share, you see high five the rap too? Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. We share a couple of those, and I agree with you. those are phenomenal, phenomenal memories. They'll never, for, I'll never forget them. Awesome, Brett Stallings. Hey, the Cougars are coming to your neighborhood. Have a great time with them uh, this weekend, and send them back with a victory and bowl plans. We'll just put all that on you if you can make sure that happens. Uh, w- that that we feel comfortable with that, uh, and have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll do our best. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Brett. And we'll uh, we'll send all that information to Cougar fans around the yeah, world who got, can participate. We've got the links up on all of the things, so so we'll make sure that people uh, get involved. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, guys. All right. We love reaching out to the alumni all around the world. They've got such big things. You know, it's no easy chore putting together a giant tailgate, a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. But um, the Cougar groups, both the Round Stillwater and the region, come together just like they have in all these other places. And, and I, I still love the uh, reaction from the Arkansas fan who put out a tweet that said, uh, um, I feel like, what do you say? I feel like we just got dad slapped. BYU came to town. 
They filled up our food banks. They beat our team, and they left. Yeah, that's that's a good. That's, <laughs> that's a like, good. That's a great way to leave. How, I, and let's, let's hope. Let's hope you can leave an, an uh, indelible mark on uh, Stillwater with a win, but also this great service project where they're going to take young kids and uh, get get um, balls for them to play with soccer balls and balls for them to play with um, here at this Christmas time, and uh, and also put shoes on these kids' feet. I think is amazing. What a great charity. All right. This giant pregame show is over. It's now time for the main event. Our next guest during this Wise Guys Thanksgiving special is a BYU grad who's dazzled audiences both on Broadway in New York and off-Broadway around the country with her singing and dancing. And for the very first time, she's on the Wise Guys. We welcome Libby Lloyd, the daughter of Blaine and Brenda Fowler. Welcome. Thank you. Ooh, I've never I've never done one of these before. This yeah, is, this is happening tonight. If it doesn't sound right, we can adjust you right there. Oh, no, it sounds and, great. And, and by the way, and we've told people that we're going to sing, but um, we've never, we've only had one live performance on this show, and it was Caleb Chapman, who's one of the finest um, saxophone players in the world. And, teaches. and he performed on here? Yeah. He came and he played the Cougar fight song on his saxophone. On his saxophone. saxophone. We had never seen it in quite like that. It was amazing. Nice. <laughs> um, so, and he did all these runs and all this fun stuff with it. So we're not even sure how this is going to work, but we're going to do it. It's going to work. It. It's going to work. Now, I've been waiting all day to ask, this, ask you this question. Actually, uh, for the last couple of weeks, because we knew you were coming in. You're a tremendous athlete in high school. Three-time national champion with Cougarettes at BYU. My dad loves to bring up that I ran high school track. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter that I'm on Broadway now. High school track. It's, it's big <laughs> for him. He wants to bring it's up. big for him. And Cougarettes is a sport. That, oh. that's a sport. Uh, very successful with that. Um, so my question is: What's the common denominator between a Broadway performer in New York City and the athletes that play down the street at Madison Square Garden? What's the Ooh, the common denominator? Well, talent, but that's an easy answer. Um, I think determination is a, is probably one of the biggest. That knowing you have a goal and you're going to get it, and and seeing your talent and being you know that that's not the only thing you're going to rely on. That you have these lofty goals, but there you have the, that talent for a reason, and you're going to reach those goals. I think it takes a lot of resilience. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of professional athletes have had a lot of no's and I have had many of my own no's, um, many more no's than yeses. I think it takes, I would say 50 no's to get one yes on Broadway. I think Michael Jordan said that, uh, he missed three, four, five, ten 10 times the number of game winning shots as those that he hit. Right. But you remember, well, actually you remember both, but hopefully <laughs> the fans remember the good ones. Yeah. But it's that, that resilience you're talking yeah, about. That it's not all, it's not all great, but it, it can be great if you keep going. Yeah, it can be great. And humility, recognizing that you're just as like the people around you are just as talented. Everybody is just as talented. It all just has to line up. There's so many, so many talented people that will never see a Broadway stage or an NFL football stadium or an NBA arena, but it's, it takes timing and all of the things to line up. And when those aren't quite lining up, keeping going. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good advice for Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because it's not it's not lining up. Zach has talent, but sometimes it's being in the right place at the right time. And and uh, you know, you and Dallas are really really close with Steve and Barb Young. Mm -hmm. um, and and I know you've you've talked with Steve a lot um, as you've made your way through and up to the very very top of your industry. Being on Broadway is the equivalent of playing quarterback in the National Football League. 
Steve didn't have it so good to start when he was in Tampa Bay. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Did, did any of your conversations with Steve and what he went through and making it to the top over time help you as you navigated your way through this minefield of, of, of tough competition to get where you're at? Yeah, I think something that Steve, especially now, really um, preaches. <laughs> I'm going to say preaches. He was on here and he preached. So yeah, yeah. 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 Steve um, and, Vi, and, and Libby loves Vi and Steve both. Yes, like, both. She spent a lot of time best, with Vi. Best people. They were on together on the show. Oh, that's so fun. Um, is that it doesn't, it's not just what you're going to do in, in this trajectory, right? Like, it's not just, can I be on Broadway? Can I be in this show? But it's, how can I influence those around me to also reach that level or be the best version of themselves in the show that we're in together. And how can I seek another person's healing? Not just my growth, not just my trajectory, but like, how can I help those around me as well? And I think the more you do that for people, the more that you will also succeed. It's like, you know, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto yourself. But it's, yeah, I think that's a big thing that I learned from Steve. It takes a certain confidence to stand up in front of an audience of critics, critics being people who spend a lot of money to sit there and be entertained, uh, <laughs> to sing and dance in front of them. Where does your confidence come from? Oh, my confidence. I think my parents believe in Your dad me. has a little confidence, I mean, right? Yeah, I think he has a little. If he could have a two-hour talk show every week, <laughs> that takes a little bit of confidence for both of you. Um, yeah, my parents my friends and family, just people believing in me. And I don't know. It's just, it's recognizing that like, it's, it's not that special, <laughs> even though it is, it is special. And I'm so grateful, but the people around me are my peers. And if I see them that way, then I can reach that status. It's not just like, oh my gosh, they're a star and it's so lofty, hard to attain. It's like, that's my friend in right. that Broadway show. So if they can do it, why can't I? And yeah, so I think humbling the, not my, myself, humbling myself, but also like the career, like mm -hmm. it's not, it's not unattainable. And there's people that are my friends that are doing it so I can do it as well. But I, I don't know what really, I think my parents just always being like, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. You yeah. could play sports and sing. You don't have to choose. Like you can do everything you want to do and we'll push you to do those things. It's, it's like the old saying, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Yeah. So that sometimes I do believe it's like a mindset that we've talked talk with all of our kids about. And it's like, hey, if you don't think you can do it, well, you absolutely will not do it. Yeah, if you don't try, um, then you already it, lost. But if, but if you just assume that you can, um, there may be stumbling blocks along the way. You may have some backslides and you may never make it there um, uh, without really, really grinding. But, but if you don't start out just absolutely thinking that you belong and then that you can do it, then you're not you're not going to get there. Um, so that's a really, that's a really good point. Lib. I think you just have to feel like I, I belong when, when uh, Jake Retzliff walked out on that field, he had to convince himself. Yeah. I played in JC last year, but I can play here. I belong here. And he's going to have to do it again Saturday. He's going to have to keep convincing himself until he actually does fit in. Right. Lives. Yeah. I have a friend that calls it celebrity energy. It's like, if you think you're a celebrity, then you already are. Like you're already there. So it's like thinking you're the starting quarterback or then you'll get there because you already believe in yourself that you can be that. Yeah, I, I believed that I was gonna be a point guard for the Celtics. <laughs> that didn't work out. But but I believe out. for most other people that's probably spot on. But you also believed because because <laughs> that wasn't your only dream, Dave. 
because you, you know, and I, we've talked a lot about, you also believe that you would do this at a pretty early age, that you would be a sportscaster, that you would host news, that you'd, maybe you even saw this in your mind, that you'd have a, the largest, you know, live stream, BYU uh, live stream in the world at some point. But you always saw yourself doing this yeah. and being on TV. If, if you didn't, you wouldn't be here, I believe. Right. So. Let's, let's go back to when you were 11. Oh. Yeah, let's go old school Throw here. Back. You're diagnosed with a rare blood disorder. So it not only changes your 11th year, it puts you on a different trajectory, which has really landed you here. Yeah. What? Yeah, I had um, ITP. Idiopath- oh, I'm Idiopathic gonna, I'm gonna. thrombocytic papura. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why I just called which, it a rare blood disorder. A, it's, it's a rare like, blood disorder that, that, that um, is very dangerous. Yeah, right. it, you, it's a basically an autoimmune where your platelets, where, where your immune system attacks your platelets and platelets help you, uh, you help your blood clot. So my blood was not able to clot on its own. So I started taking um, prednisone, a very strong steroid, um, and it moved you from contact sports to yeah, so the I was, arts. I had started dancing like one year before that, yeah. but up until then it was like, I mean, playing sports with my brothers, always volleyball on the 4th of July, but, and then I was playing uh, soccer, competitive right. soccer. And I was just getting into like the actual competitive leagues. And this was my first year on a comp team where we were going to start traveling. And, and she was really good by the way. Oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, and so I was doing soccer and dance, and we got, I was starting to get really big bruises yeah. on my shoulders and petechiae on my legs. My mom was stressed. My dad was stressed. We took me to get a blood test. And if I would, if I would grab her wrist like this and say, okay, let's get to bed. Bruce. Then, the, then the next morning, she would wake up, and my handprint hmm. would be on her skin. Yeah, or I would get bloody noses that would make me late to school because they would last two hours. So we're like, okay, what's going on? So we get a blood test. I, my platelet count is plummeted. And they tell me I have this thing and, and that I can't play soccer anymore. I was really sad because I was like, I just decided like I was going in on yeah. this. I was going to be hardcore. And so I shifted more into dance. And it was really a safe haven for me. I had to, I mean, dance is intense too. I had sure. to modify a lot of my competition routines. Like I couldn't do aerials. I couldn't even jump on a trampoline to risk internal bleeding to yeah. have a stroke and possibly die. Like it was to that point. And so dance became my like outlet, my movement and singing with my dad mm -hmm. um, was a way to still express myself and still be athletic and still be physical, but be safe. Um, so yeah, I really focused in on that, doing more competition dance routines and yeah, so it pushed me into dance and pushed me into that love and, and was my love at yeah. the time for, for my what I was doing. But it also taught me at a really young age that you have no idea what people are going through. And I was made fun of because the medicine I was on made me gain a lot of weight. My cheeks were puffy. I was constantly red. I was constantly hungry. I was emotional. Yeah. And I remember some girls at school like laughing about me behind my back and I turn around and they're like, and I'm like, you have no idea. Girls. Yeah, she, she had I to be. This. She Libby, Libby had to yeah. be on high dose prednisone at the right. time, and I'm sure we have folks we all know out, what out, out there in our yeah. live stream sure. universe universe that may be on prednisone today, and you know how it can cause you to retain fluid, mm -hmm. and you're just constantly hungry. To control this bleeding, to get under control, at first she was on really, really, really high. high dose prednisone, and she just 
plumped up like the girl on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory that <laughs> ate the, the... What did she eat? She no, ate the blueberry. No, no, didn't she eat the, eat the blueberry? blueberry? The blueberry. And she, she turned into a like blueberry. She, 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 she didn't have the blue, but she plumped, plumped up like up. the blueberry lady. So it, you just never know what is going on in people's lives, like emotionally or physically. Like there's so much that is under the surface and you can't judge anyone for what their actions are until you maybe know what's going on in their heart. And... And I know I was really young, but it really taught me how to empathize at a really young age. And isn't it interesting uh, where you are today? Now, maybe it cost you a spot on the World Cup roster. You know, <laughs> maybe. Like to think so. But um, but look where it look where it moved you. If you if you just let if you just let life move you places, we seem to always get led to our strengths. You know, especially if we're trying to do things that are right. Um, and, and so now here you are and you look back at your 11 year old devastating news of my world's over and I've got clowns making fun of me in the hall. Well, now the clowns are buying tickets that are like 250 bucks to see you on stage. <laughs> but that, I think that's a country music song, but, um, <laughs> but think of how life has taken you, uh, places because you let it instead yeah. of just saying, no, this, this is it so for me. Giving I, up. I can't yeah, do that. Finding a new pathway. So even if it wasn't maybe what I initially envisioned for myself, it was a new journey to go on and a new dream. And yeah. One, one of the things too, Libs, that, that, um, that it did for you is I think, I think you decided and we decided um, we're going to let you chase whatever you loved at that point. So eventually it took more than a year. They got this disease under control and eventually she outgrew it. So yeah. she was healthy. She still got tested for how many years? Like 10 years. I mean, even to this day, my yeah, mom's she's like, still, get she your still gets a test every once in a while. <laughs> get your but, but it's behind her, right? So she's completely healthy like anybody else. Um, so she went back into sports and she was a three-time state champion in track in high school. Um, but it was interesting. She came back into sports, coaches, and this is for all you parents and grandparents out there, started to pull her in different directions. Soccer coach saying, okay, now that you're back, that you need to do only this. Because this, if you're going to be good at this, you have to do only this. Even dance was saying that. She got kicked out of the ballet studio because she was spread too thin because she wanted to run track and be in, like, and be in the place. And the ballet studio said, well, if you're not, you're not going to take this seriously and do this full time, um, then you can't be in this dance studio. So that's like the dance. That's like the coach that cut Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Um, so we found a studio that said, no, we'll work with you. She, do well, all the things. Do all, she was like, but dad, I love, I love running track and I love playing sports and I love being in the plays and, and I want to do cheer and, and I, I want to do volleyball. cheer and do I, everything. and I want to do all yeah. of this. And I said, then you need to do what you love to do, even though people were pulling her. And eventually she found her way to what she loved the most. So what she does is what she loves the most. Um, I feel bad for parents out there where they get pulled in and it's like, you've got to do this. And you put all those eggs in one basket and maybe they love something else more. Yeah. Well, they usually we find out in college. Out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it's good to be multifaceted. It's also being athletic helped me be a better dancer. And I think I know some boys who played football at my high school that also took ballet. It's like right. these things can help you. You can cross train in a different way. That's also hobbies and fun things to do. It's not, you don't just have to do one, one thing. Broadway performer and former BYU Cougar at Libby Lloyd on the Wise Guys, live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and wiseguys.com. Not only part of an athletic family, a musical one, including your dad, who gives us snippets uh, weekly here on the Wise Guys. No, if I don't sing on the and show some little funny thing, then it's not a show. and game day and everything else we do, uh, we get to hear Blaine life. sing. Absolutely. Um, and so for the first time in the history of this show, Wise Guys, uh, it is my pleasure. You want to grab your guitar? Yeah, I'll grab it. Ready to do it? 
Our pleasure to introduce Libby Lloyd and Blaine performing John Denver's classic Shanghai Breezes. Is there a story behind this? Oh, of course. Um, so anybody that was um, at, in high school with me or my siblings knows that one of our favorite things to do is sing with my dad. Yeah. Play guitar, sing. We all gather together. Our friends all come and hang out and do it with us. And we have like, you know, the classic songs or new songs that we try. But this one is a classic that we would always sing. Um, it's a family favorite. Uh, what else about it? Oh, I mean, I learned how to harmonize because of singing with my dad and hearing my mom harmonize with my dad. That's honestly how I learned how to harmonize. So, do you, do you want to come in and sing too, Brenda? You're good over there. <laughs> she's good. Room. She's good. Hey, Brenda, All right. I, Brenda and I sang at our at, at our own wedding. Libby and I sang at her wedding, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Here so, we go. Shanghai breezes. So, and we're and we're doing the best we can. You'll be yeah, fine. We be fine. No, we can't mic this. So it'll be fine. No, because we want to hear what we sound like. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Shanghai so, Breezes from Libby yeah. Lloyd from Broadway and Blaine from just down the street. Yeah, just down the street. <laughs> All right. Actually, just right down off the hill. It's funny how it sounds as if you're right next door when you're really half the world away. I just can't seem to find the things I'm looking for To say the things that I want to say I can't remember when I felt so close to you You're in my dreams and always near And though I seem a half a million miles from you You are in my dreams and living there And the moon and the stars are the same ones you see It's the same old sun up in the sky And your love in my life is like heaven to me Like the breezes here in old Shanghai It's the same old sun up in the sky And your love in my life is like heaven to me Like the breezes here in old Shanghai Like the breezes here in old Shanghai Fantastic. Libby Lloyd, Blaine Fowler, it made it out. Did it sound okay? I don't know. Some reaction. Wow, wow, wow. Freaking amazing. How about that? That's a pretty good. <laughs> That's nice. Thank Thanks, you. Dr. Oh, Ketch. somebody said slay, Libby. Oh, oh me. Oh, my gosh. That's very amazing. nice. So, no, uh, we appreciate that. What is it like, and we have another song coming up in just a bit. What is it like walking into a Broadway audition? Oh, well. Like, what happens to a person when yeah. they do it? There's a few different types. Um, If it's like a singing appointment, there's the pianist. You bring your music that either you picked yourself or they gave you to sing. And there's a whole table of people just looking at you. So it's just kind of like on TV where it's really just like cold and... Mm -hmm. Except for you already have a job, Dave. (laughs) I'm trying to get a job on when I walk into these rooms. So (laughs) that's that's intense. And you, you know, talk through the tempo with the accompanist and then you say... 
hi, I'm Libby Lloyd. I'm singing whatever the song is, Shanghai Breezes, and then you sing. But So that's like a singing appointment. And then the other one is a, a dance, an open call dance or an invited dance call. And that, um, it's a room full of like 40 to 50 other dancers. Could be just uh, female, could be men and women together. And you learn about five to eight counts of uh, sets of eight of choreography. So like a minute of choreography on the spot. And then you do it in groups of three in front of everyone. So it's like everybody's watching on the sides and you're like, okay, I think I know this. Here we go. And the choreographer's right there and the director right there and the producer. You're like, oh, the producer's here. This must be, this must be, you know, final callbacks. I must be really at the end here. (laughs) And then sometimes you get the call that you booked and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just don't hear anything um, so you're, but yeah. you're sitting in front of this table of people and you're going to, you're about to sing to them, uh, and they've heard singers all day and they're going to hear some more after you. So what do you tell yourself just before you take the first breath and belt it out? Ooh, I try not to tell myself too many things in the room. Yeah. So more of my like self-talk comes before I walk in the door. Um, somebody told me this. A long time ago, I, I do like push-ups on the wall. <laughs> Don't just get down and do real push-ups, but like get in my body. So yeah. I feel uh, in my body. And then I imagine some people to go in the room with me, like some special people. Uh, one person is my grandma, yeah, gra- Grandma Fowler, yeah. and my grandma Burningham, who have both passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's my mom. Sometimes it's my sister. Sometimes it's my husband. <laughs> it's just like people that are rooting for me. I imagine that they're with me, and then I go in the room. And that's a way to kind of be like, I'm going to be okay because these people have my back no matter if those people do. Yeah. That's so that's great... one one thing. Um, or just breathe. Or that's just breathe. Just take a deep breath. And... When you when you get the part, you get the call, and yeah. um, and now you got to bring it every night. Uh, for example, you just finished a run with Moulin Rouge, and we got a chance to yes, see you yes. up yeah, in Salt Lake, which was awesome. You when you came to Echoes Theater in that show. More than 600 shows over an 18-month run. Yeah. Everyone is there probably for the first time, and they want to see off-Broadway because they're not going to New York, so you're at... Yeah. What, what is it, what's the pressure like to bring it every night? Hmm. I mean, it becomes just the job. Like, it, the pressure kind of goes away. It's not so much like... I have to nail this. It's just like, I will nail this. It, it becomes the job. It, it becomes second nature. Uh, but there's nothing like Moulin Rouge, the beginning of the show, the like big right. boom. It's like, if I'm not dropped in, that will make me drop in. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here's time for the can-can. You can't escape the can-can. No. Uh, so I think it's, it's less pressure. I feel more pressure when it's friends and family that are there. Um, that maybe haven't seen me perform. And then I'm like, oh, what are they going to think of this? I really need to step it up. But I think for the most part, I know that the people around me on stage are so talented and I feel lucky to be there. And I know my talent and I know my worth and just going and having a good time and telling the story and trying to help people in the audience feel something that they maybe not won't feel otherwise. Because they left all their problems outside. <laughs> yeah. They got two hours of... Or maybe, away from that. or maybe the show helps them reflect on their problems in yeah. a different way or see another person's point of view that they wouldn't otherwise. Right. I did this sh- amazing show off-Broadway called The Wrong Man um, about somebody that was wrongfully accused of a crime. And I remember our your good friend, Clayton, right. coming to see the show, and he's like, I never thought about capital punishment this way. Like, this changed my perspective. And so mm. it's like, 
if it's really a, a story that can really move someone to feel something in a different way, then I know I'm in the right show. Is it, is it, um, she sounds like Tom Brady. That's yeah, just a job. I go out and play quarterback, right? It is like Tom Brady. You, you and Dallas, um, your husband and, and Dallas, come around here. I want, I want people to see Dallas for a second. Yes. So, so we mentioned Dallas when, when Scott was on the air, but Dallas was, uh, everybody, this was, is Dallas cap, captain of the number, the number, what did you guys end up that season ranked after you whipped Iowa in the Rose Bowl, Dallas third, third. So the number three ranked Stanford Cardinal, um, Dallas was the Utah player of the year, Pleasant Grove high. And, and uh, they kicked some butt that year. He, Christian McCaffrey on the offense, Dallas on the defense. They and, would uh, love to have the two of you back. Yes, they even would right love now. to have you and Christian back right now. Even things right are, now. Even Dallas says things aren't going great there. But but this has been, um, Dallas and Libby have been on this this journey together. Yeah. Um, and, and you go from city to city. Now you're settling back down in Manhattan. Do you ever look at each other and just go, wow, is this real? Is this really happening? We're doing it. And I honestly, I mean, I just feel really lucky that I have this husband yeah. that is willing to go with me on these adventures and support me more than anyone else. Like it, it's, I really don't think I could do it without him because of the love and support and cheer and, and calming me down and keeping me level-headed. He's the best. And, and Libby, you played a role when Dallas was out there on the field in front of 100,000 people in the Rose Bowl or playing Notre Dame to get to the Rose Bowl and rooting him on and supporting him. And, and, and Dallas, I just thought I'd ask you, what, what's it like for you now to be having her up on stage? Or she, she, she stepped away from Moulin Rouge. She had an offer to extend her contract, but unbelievably physical role that she just felt like she couldn't do much longer. So she didn't extend. And now, Dallas, you have to support her going through all of this audition process again. What's been what's that been like for you? You know, I think she probably spent more room in the more time in the training room that, than I did when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> she was getting her hip worked on and her shoulder every night. She was in there grinding. So, um, you know, it's funny. I think that there's nothing that, that's more special in this world than love and having someone there who loves you and supports you. And I remember when you and I, you know, earlier on in Libby's career, she performed at Tuacon right. down in St. George. Oh, gosh. She was. Yeah, I went to see her at Tuacon one night and sat next to you. Dallas, Dallas, <laughs> can I tell you what, can I tell people what you said? What did I say? Well, you, 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 so you, you and I were I sitting we're there. going to the same place. Yeah, yeah, tell, right, tell so, them about it. So she gets the call, uh, same day she gets the call to go. She was, was in the, the understudy she for was Cinderella. In the understudy. Ella. She, she was in the ensemble. She was the understudy. So, you know, the lead went down with a sickness that day. Mm -hmm. So we all got the call three and a half hours north in Provo. We hit the road. You know, we like we leave work early. We hit the road. We go down there. And Tuacon's this beautiful Red Walk amphitheater. Yeah, 3,000 3, person theater. It's, it's, yeah. like, it's a spectacle. It's incredible. And, and we sit down in our seats. She's going to go on a Cinderella. <laughs> and it starts raining. Yeah, that's right. And me and you were like, dude, I... I was way more nervous well, to, for her in that moment than I was to hold the game-winning field goal against Notre Dame. <laughs> like, me and you were sitting there like, oh, my gosh, we're sweating bullets. Yeah, like, I was going to happen. So Dallas, I looked at Dallas. We were just sitting, leaning on our knees. And, it, and then it stopped raining. And it's like, the show's going to go on. And, and I look over at Dallas, and he looks over at me. And we, we look like, like we're messed up. Like, and I go, Dallas, I can't breathe. Yeah, and Dallas you played said, in the national yeah, championship, and, Dallas, and I, I played yeah, in the Rose Bowl. I got thrown into wrecked. a national championship game in front of eighty thousand people yeah. at Qualcomm with four million people watching on yeah, TV against Michigan. Did not phase me. 
I cannot breathe because Libby's going on as Cinderella. Cinderella at two and, o'clock. And Dallas and Dallas <laughs> says, Blaine, I'm sweating all the way to my belt. And I go, why? And Dallas, this is what you said. I don't even know if you remember this. He goes, Blaine, she's playing Cinderella in the play Cinderella. If she's not good, this is going to suck. <laughs> that's what he said. Oh, well, yes, that's what he said. And then, and then we looked, and we were over on the side, and Libby was backstage, and she brought her little wagon, because the first scene in that in that play, she comes out with a little wagon and sings a solo. And, and we looked over, and she came around the corner, and she saw Dallas and I, and she went like this. And we go, she's not nervous. Yeah, she's just Libby being Libby. She's she wasn't even worried about fine. it. He yeah. was sweating to his waist. I couldn't breathe. And Libby was okay. And she came on and she just belted that song out and she slayed it. She killed it. <laughs> and Dallas and I, a couple songs, and we're like, oh, she's got this. And I have never been nervous since. Have yeah, you been nervous since? Can, no, no. Can I speak to something though? I, yes. You know, earlier she got her confidence from you as her parents. But as, as someone who's lucky enough to, to live my life every day with her, I think there's a great lesson to be learned there of when the lights turn on, it's, it's too late. Like you, you have already put in all of the preparation and, and all of the hard work to get there. She spends a lot of money <laughs> and a lot of time on dance classes, on voice lessons, on acting classes. She, she invests in herself yeah. and it pays dividends. But, you know, and because she invests in herself, her confidence flourishes and it allows her talent to come out. And that, that's why she can say, OK, like I have all these people with me. I just need to be in my body because I've done all the work, you know, yeah. once yeah. you've done all the work. It's is, the same. Is, is that the advice that you need that BYU needs to take when they step out on that field on Saturday against Oklahoma State? They're prepared. Absolutely. The work's and been you know, done. You know, the, the it's too late, also, right? If you're not ready. The work's been done. Watch film all week. And this is a word for the defense. <laughs> when a wide receiver, I saw a video of Tom Brady talking today. He's like, when I was playing. I wouldn't throw the, the ball across the middle when Ray Lewis was playing. Right. Because I didn't want to get my guys hurt. That's on, that's on the offense. That's on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now the game has changed to where they're throwing flags all the time. Well, I'm going to say you got to win this game or you're not going to go to a bowl game. It's the last game of the season. Yes. Someone comes across the middle, light them up. <laughs> Lay the wood. Line them up. Lay the wood. Lay the wood to them. And you're on the road. There's nothing more fun than playing on the road. So just be physical. That's Stanford advice for BYU. And let me tell you, that defense used to lay the wood to some people, and that's the way to go. So great Dallas Lloyd with Libby. Thank you, Dallas. That was fun. Uh, Another question for you. Uh, Give us a holiday song, and then we'll we'll, uh, let you get out of here. Um, How important is maintaining your faith in an industry that is so fluid? And so different from Kaysville, Utah, where you grew up. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I cling to in uh, our religion is love one another. And I think the people that I work with do that better than anyone I've ever met. They really do. They love me and what makes me different. So I can love them and what makes them different. And individual not necessarily different but individual and special and everyone is that way and I think yeah just seeing where everyone comes from a different background and we can all put work together to be in one show and then and then find all of our common ground it's so beautiful I have some of the best friends I've ever made from this show and that's because I love them like like God would like Christ would you know I just Really, really love 
them. Great. Great answer. You ready to fire up another one here? Yeah. My dad's going to be mad at me. I forgot my lyrics. Oh, can you see So we're going to share. That's okay. okay. That's okay. Blaine's on the accompaniment. One year off. Is that possible? Absolutely. Yeah. I think so. so yeah, Here's the great Libby Lloyd singing the Karen Carpenter classic, The Christmas Waltz. Blaine on the guitar. Wise Guys, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and YSGuys.com. Yep. Is it better if I just do this? We can hear it just fine. Just slide over a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this like this <clears throat> and this is a waltz Libby reminds me yeah this is a waltz it's one two three one two three uh, well we had to write it down I don't know if you can see this but <laughs> nice. these, these are when my we notes were, when we were practicing earlier he was playing it in a four I'm like dad this is a this waltz is a come waltz. on it's three. not a four. One, two, three. One, two, three. so the only thing is I don't know that I can hear it I'm gonna do this too yeah do one ear Libby Lloyd and, and the her father Blaine, Blaine Fowler, Fowler on the guitar. Yes, a glimpse into my childhood right here. Yeah. Seriously, it's the best. It's, Look, a, it's a glimpse into our whole neighborhood's childhood. That's fantastic. By the way. That's just awesome. So. All right, before we hit you up with five questions, what are you up to now? What's next? Oh, just, you know, back on that audition grind, I have a few things that are close. Yeah. So follow me on Instagram or TikTok and or TikTok. What's, what's your might, Instagram handle so people can follow you? Oh, uh oh. Um, I believe my Instagram handle is Libby.Lloyd, and then my TikTok handle is Libby2Lloyd. Underscores Lloyd. Two uh, underscores. Yeah, Libby's way better things. than me with social media. Like she, yes, there's she some is. Really, if you, if yes, you go you follow her, she has some cool stuff where, like uh, Moulin Rouge, like she'll, she takes you behind the scenes and does... She's been videoing some stuff today as we've been getting ready to come on here. Um, and some so BTS. she always gives you some behind the scenes stuff. Awesome. Um, but so yeah, I have a few things, a few things that are close and in the works. So follow me and maybe hopefully in the next week, I'll have a solid answer on what I'm doing. Okay. Next. All right. Well, yeah. next week on the wise guys, we'll follow up on <laughs> yeah. that. We'll, fo yeah. we'll follow up. We'll <laughs> that follow sounds up. great. I know that, uh, uh, when you were seven, you, you went to the Lion King on Broadway, told your folks afterwards, I believe the quote was, I'm going to be on Broadway when I grow up. Hmm. Well, you've grown up. 
I've grown up. And you're on Broadway. And I'm on Broadway. Nice job. Thank you. <laughs> Following a dream is it's what keeps life worth living, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's special. It's really, really special. And there were a lot of people when I was in junior high and high school that were like, that's not a real job. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. It's not a real job. And then my parents and some other people were like, it can be. If you really go for it, it can be. And I feel so thankful that it is my job. I yeah. get to live my dream. I think that's awesome. We get, to, we get to do this for work. And people, we recognize, Dave and I recognize that the other night when we're just sitting courtside calling the BYU-Morgan State basketball game and having fun, and we're getting paid to do it. Exactly. You that we have it. That yeah. we have a job that we love, and it's a great job. You get to do the same thing. Yeah. And really, people should chase a dream and try to do something for their living if they can. Yeah, there's so many different dreams. Your dream doesn't have to be Broadway, and, and you can push for that and achieve that. Like maybe it's to be an accountant and that's amazing. And you should be a great accountant. That's an amazing dream to chase. You know, one thing I've noticed like with Keith Urban and Garth Brooks and great Libby Lloyd and, and others is the, the harder you practice, the easier it looks. Mm. You get, you know, you don't get to just skip it and stand up and knock it out of the ballpark. You get to knock it out of the ballpark and make it look easy because of all the work you did. And in, in, in today's society, they want to skip the work and just go to this. Yeah. I want to be at Yankee Stadium and hit a home run. That guy hits one. He makes $500 million. Yeah. Well, he didn't just show up today. Right. And he makes it look easy because of all the time in the batting cage or dance class or singing class or, or anything else. And I think that's one of the, the great compliments is it looks easy when you're on stage. I've seen you on stage. It looks easy because <laughs> you make it look easy yeah. because you did all the work. Right. And it's the only way to make it look easy, which is ironic. Yeah, work really hard so that it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we notice that too in our games. If, yep. if we prepare all week long for our game, people go, man, it just looks like you and Blaine just sit there and have a good time and just blah, blah, chat. blah. Thank you. That means we've done we our did job. did our job. Yeah. But our job required the whole week. And um, like a player too, like Dallas is shaking his head because, uh, you know, and, and so then when you do what you do, it's a more of a compliment. So we just think it's fantastic. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. All right. Now you're ready for five questions. Yeah. Five questions. Okay. 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 Libby, what's your favorite sports movie? Remember the Titans. Easy. That's my brother. A, all her brother. That's my brother, brother Gavin. Gavin would watch it every Friday night. Oh, wait, no. Friday night is when you play football in high school. So every Thursday night. Remember the Titans. Yeah. Gavin would watch Remember the Titans and I would watch it with him. And what will, the, Ga what will Gavin be doing this Saturday, Libs? Uh, coaching. He's coaching. He'll yeah. be in Stillwater coaching the secondary. Yeah. So there you go. I'm really interested in question two. Okay. Your favorite singer or band? Oh my goodness. It's hard for me to pick a favorite. So my favorite at the moment okay. is Yeba. I'm sure you've never heard of never her. Have. Who's Yeba? Yeba is an artist. Uh, she's incredible. She has a very like bluesy, jazzy sound. She was, oh, I'm going to get these stats wrong, but she was discovered by Sam Smith, okay. the singer oh, yeah. Sam Smith. Sam Smith's amazing. At least I think. Uh-oh, don't quote me on that. But And now she's really, she's taken off. She is incredible. Her riffs, like her runs and stuff in her voice are unlike anything I can ever imagine doing. So, And where would one find Yeba? On all the, the music platforms. Okay. Apple Music, Spotify. Oh, all right, I'm going to check it out. Yeba. And then uh, I also, I mean, I'm basic. I love Beyonce. Oh, yeah. She's crazy talented. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Your favorite breakfast cereal. Okay. I don't think I've had breakfast cereal in eight years. Dallas, is that true? Probably 
Yeah, he <laughs> loves <laughs> breakfast cereal. I'm not a huge breakfast cereal gal. But if you had, but a, if but I if had you to were. pick, I would probably throw it back to childhood and have a bowl of Frosted Flakes, mm. which then I grab the sugar jar because there's not enough sugar. Mom, do you remember this? Oh my goodness. And get a, a, some sugar and sprinkle it on top. You so, added more frost. By the way, Frosted, Frosted Flakes, Flakes are surrounded sugar. by sugar and then she put sugar But I'll be on. honest, there could be a little more in there. There could be more. Could do you know what that is? That's the anti-Danny Ainge right That's there. That's fantastic. That's anti-Danny Ainge. So... So that I Frosted just learned flakes. the road to Broadway starts with Frosted, Frosted Flakes. Yes, Frosted, 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 Frosted. Okay. What's your favorite song to sing? Oh, my favorite song to sing. That's a hard one, too. There, um, there are no easy questions on Yeah, Wise no Guys. easy questions. I mean, probably, probably Shanghai Breezes is up there. Or really? what's the other song we sing? Uh, I don't know the actual title of it, Down in Jamaica. What is it? Oh, that? that's uh, On and On by... On uh, and On. Yeah, that's... Uh, oh, are we going to bust it out? No, we're not going to bust it out, but... Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's capoed. This one is our other favorite. Who sings that? The song's with my dad. Down in Jamaica, they got lots of pretty women. Steal your money, then they'll break your heart. Stephen Bishop. Lonesome shoe. She's in love with old Sam. Takes him from the fire into the frying pan. On and on, she just keeps on trying. And he laughs when he feels like crying. On and on, on and on, on and on. Should we take requests? Truly. Should we take so requests on the live stream? We stay here all Maybe night. Next week. You got another song? Uh, let us know what you want to hear. <laughs> that, that's one of our favorites because we one. played that as these guys were growing up. Who yeah. sings that? Stephen Bishop. Bishop. Yeah. Stephen Bishop. That's just a good old song, right? Yeah. I'll tell you my favorite. I, maybe my favorite song I've ever heard Libby sing is... Um, she sang the prayer with Dallin Val Bales, who many mm. here would know. Yeah. Played BYU Phantom alum. and Phantom on the opera, Phantom about the Opera on Broadway. BYU alum. Um... They sang it together at the Christmas concert in Carnegie Hall with a full orchestra yeah. behind them. And they were sandwiched in between Kobe Calais and Tori Kelly on the yeah. on the thing that night. And we went with Steve and Barb Young. And Steve bought us the box right in the middle. Of course he <laughs> of course did, he right? Did. And and we got to watch Libby perform the prayer. Um, one of my favorite performances of hers of all time. Yeah. Amazing. That's cool. It's on my it's on my Instagram if you want to yep. watch it. So yeah, that's a good one. My my audition song go to this is kind of this okay. is kind of insider information. Okay. Oh. Is We Found Love by Rihanna. So oh. pop song. We found love by we Rihanna. We found love by Rihanna. That's a good so one. So when you sing it, do they, do they have the music? They have, or do you have to an sing a cappella. They have a pianist. Okay. So it's not like to the actual music, right. but it's you know to the piano. They're like do 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 do, and it's really fun. That's cool. A fun one. Awesome. Yeah. So okay, last question: Your favorite Thanksgiving memory. Hmm. Favorite Thanksgiving memory. Well, the uh, the first one that just popped into my head is when we actually, it was, I'm the youngest of my family of yeah. five kids. Um, and all my older siblings had been married and moved to other states. So I was left alone with my mom and dad and my older brother Gavin was on a mission. So we, uh, we went to the Grand America. 
Yes, buffet. that was awesome. No Me dishes. And my mom and dad. No dishes. <laughs> and it was amazing. I forgot about that. That was yeah, awesome. Thanksgiving really at the Grand American. And then, the we, Grand went to, and then right. we went to a movie in Salt and Lake we City. Went to a movie. That's the one that's coming to mind right now. That's funny. That's yeah. awesome. Now your Unique. siblings that are all listening to this are going, well, I never got a chance to just go with I mean, my when parents you're the youngest... To- you get There's benefits. a lot of perks. Yeah. Oh, another Thanksgiving memory that I love, me and my husband, because we live in New York City and live on the Upper West Side, we yeah. uh, watch the parade, oh, parade in person. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And always watching the parade. Growing up, we would turn it on every morning. So getting to see it in person. What do you, the woodpecker comes down yes. and all that yes. stuff. And I, I'm always like, that's cool. guys, dad's from New York. Like they know that's my homeland. So yeah. now Libby lives in my homeland. So Really fun. Okay, so let's make this an annual event next year. Yes. We'll have so you fun. back and we'll sing. We'll sing... Something from whatever your latest project is. How great. about that? Yeah, can't wait. That'd be That'd great. Be great. I, I have in mind what we might be able to do if you get the project. I think you're going to get, but no. we'll not announce it until next week. <laughs> the great Libby Lloyd and Dallas and Brenda, Blaine, all musicians have their in their own way. Uh, some on the field. Thank, thank you for hey, being da- here. Hey, yes, Dallas is an accomplished you. pianist. That's so good. Dallas yeah, plays Dallas the piano, plays piano and sings. Yeah, he's, a, he's maybe we'll get a piano in here next yeah, time. We'll you can it. be multi- multifaceted. And you can play and sports and do music. We, we just right. hope we don't have this. Isn't a recording place, so it's just like we hope that everybody out there could hear a little bit. Sounded of it. great. Thank Sounded you. great. Thank so. you. Ha- happy Thanksgiving. Thanks. So, all right. Well, and. You were finally able to sing a song on this show. Like a real song. Like a real song yeah. with your guitar. And, but um, well, you and I just did a show, a show this afternoon. We did AFR that we taped. We were talking all afternoon. And uh, and then we've done this show. And we brought Libby on at the end of a two-hour show. And then I sang, so my voice sounds like crap, but that's okay. Your voice sounds fine. <laughs> and uh, that was awesome. Great singing. Uh, let's wrap up. Let's head down the home stretch on Wise Guys yes. before Thanksgiving. On this day, November 21st, we like this segment because it seems to put a lot of things in perspective. It really does. And let's go all the way back to 1902 when the first night football game uh, was Philadelphia beat Canna Viola AC 39-0. The first night football first game. First night football game, 1902. 1931 on this day, and tribute to Thanksgiving, Frankenstein, the movie was wow. released in the U.S., so 1963, and Libby and I were talking about this last night uh, at home, President John F. Kennedy flew to Dallas on this day um, to be in that, uh, you know, to be down there for meetings and went on that little parade. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was shot the next day and assassinated. So today in 1963 was the day he flew to Dallas for that fateful event. Brett Stallings was on with us earlier out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, the BYU alumni chapter chair there, and he said Rocky was his favorite sports movie. It was on this day in 1976. Rocky premiered in New York City and went on to win Best Picture following year. I remember it well. How about 1980? I remember this. Yeah, I remember this too. The Dallas episode that revealed who shot JR. 83 million people watched Folks, that's 76% of all televisions in the United States were watching that night. That's the Dallas episode. That's, that's awesome. Uh, that's yeah. wild. And who knew? It was Sue Ellen's sister, Kristen. Yes. Uh, but we found out on that night. Here's what, this one blew me away. 1989, on this day in 1989. Oh, one of my favorite days ever in history. Smoking was banned on domestic U.S. flights, on most U.S. flights, which is crazy that you were able to smoke on a plane up until that so point. You remember, I, so many times I got put, because I didn't have status like I have now, right? I'd get put in the row, because um, there was like three rows in the back, the smoking section. And if you're the row right in front of the smoking section... I got news for you. You're in the yeah. smoking section. That's so one of my favorite days in history when they banned that on a plane. I can't imagine. Let, let, I, I can't even imagine. I don't think I was ever even 
I was on a plane to go to San Antonio on my mission, which was for the first time I was ever oh on a plane gosh. in 86. And then I was out for two years and then came back. Uh, and so I didn't have a lot of flying where people were smoking. But, you know, you walk into a room and someone's on a cigar or, uh. or whatever – and it's everywhere. I can't imagine flying. Oh, no, Dave. And, and, and I only had a few years of this because I didn't really fly anywhere until I was in high school. Isn't that crazy for people today in this mobile world we live yeah, in? Yeah, kids are all over but, the place. But since then, once I got to BYU and started to fly for games and all that, and then I graduated and had a job that I traveled, um, I'm at 2.5 million miles now at Delta. And the first three or four years of that were planes that had smoking sections on them oh that's crazy the worst okay let's let's talk november 21st birthdays 1994 harold ramus ghostbusters that was a classic yeah whenever it's one of those movies when you're flipping the thing and ghostbusters on you stop yeah harold and it ramus. takes you like two seconds to realize what part of the movie they're in yeah. and what jokes coming like, up my, one of my favorites like oh hey by the way don't cross the streams Remember that? Yeah, why? Why? Because imagine the entire world imploding all at once. It's like, oh, well, that would be take bad. Good safety tip. That would be bad. Don't cross the streets. <laughs> 1966 on this day, Troy Aikman. 1969, Ken Griffey Jr. Our Wise Guys inspirational quote of the week is from President Russell M. Nelson, uh, acting president of the uh, Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Actually, you know, we had um, Elder Ballard on there. Uh, who just passed away, and we had a quote from him last week. This one is from President Russell M. Nelson, the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes. And it's perfect for Thanksgiving. Yep. President Nelson said, counting blessings is better than recounting problems. So we admonish everybody to take his counsel and count your blessings. And um, Dr. Ogletree's advice that uh, to take time during this Thanksgiving time to be thankful and to count your blessings and to recount those one with another. Absolute great advice. It's opposite of George Costanza's dad, yes. who likes to have a time where he likes to bring up all, all the problems he has all with grievances. everybody. This is counting blessings is better than recounting yes, problems, it's fantastic. President Nelson. So, and uh, hey, let's not forget as we as we roll out here, our, our big announcement, Wise Guys is moving to Monday nights beginning December 4th. Same time, 6 to 8 Mountain at the same places, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, wiseguys.com. Tell your friends, please adjust your lives for us to be with us on Monday nights. We appreciate all of you that have been with us through this first year and a half with the show. We're grateful. We thank Mark Ogletree, Scott Warner, uh, founder of GIG and, and uh, now a partner with us in Wise Guys. Brett Stallings, the BYU alumni chapter chair in Tulsa, Oklahoma with a, a a lot to do with the festivities going on in Stillwater on Saturday. And, of course, the great Libby Lloyd. Four great guests in our Thanksgiving Fan special. Fantastic Thanksgiving special. Next week, we have Harvey Longy for you and Brad Robbins of Gentry. After you and I will go see Brad's show on Friday, yeah. he'll be on with us next Tuesday. Maybe I'll bring the guitar and Brad will sing something for us. You think, let's see if he'll do let's that. He'll do that, that would be back-to-back -back musicals. That might, that'll no, take us I to the next level. That'd be a whole different deal. And Harvey Longy has a story of... Oh, survival unbelievable and blessings and hardships and we're gonna go through his yeah, story it's fun harvey's harvey's um, a, an, an amazing human being our uh, podcast will be up tomorrow please share it with your friends uh we hope to see you saturday morning at eleven thirty a.m mountain time on game day two hours ahead of byu and oklahoma state on abc and then after the game we're back on byu tv it's either going to be our last game day of the year or, or we'll we have another have one, one for a bowl game depending on what happens in between the pregame right. 
and the post-game show. So the podcast will be up tomorrow. We wish you all very happy yeah, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We'll see you Saturday and then again next Tuesday night. This is how we roll on the Wise Guys. Thanks, everybody.